Sorry, I'm actually sleeping. I painted eyes over my eyelids just to give that impression that I'm you awake. Take a nap. You no, no, I'm fine. I'm just joking okay. with you. This is not unusual for me. Okay, but you are welcome to take a nap. Sounds like a trap. Hmm, maybe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And there we go. That's uh, that's, that's it. That's how, the team. That's the team. That's how, that's what you get. Uh, any special guests this episode? Nope. Just uh, just going to be us. Just the so, usual. Uh, the unspecial guests. You know, uh, sit back and relax. Oh, and, you'll hear uh, a tale? And, uh, you know, listen to us uh, yip-yapping about our uh, bip-bapping and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, do, what we, do what we do. Clip-clapping. Yeah, you know. If, if you're new to the podcast, it's a weird one to start with, like this far deep. Good for you experimenting. And you think you think it. that's weird? No, wouldn't you? Okay, so let's pretend you were going to listen to Sneaky Dragon. I would probably look and see if there was a guest I knew or something that okay hint at something that I that's, I like. That's one problem that I never did like a guest list in the credits, like in the a lot the show of things are making sense now with our show. It's probably why I've never listened. <laughs> How is it? What is it generally about? Do mm. we do? We, I, it's not true crime. I know that. It's not true crime. Is no. it uh, restaurant it's, reviews? It's truly a crime. That's the nature of our show. <laughs> Fair enough. Is it restaurant reviews? I get. We. I think we have done <laughs> restaurant reviews. We yes, we that have. Fa- table or fables, whatever it was called. That's right. We did go check that out. Yeah. Fair enough. So that was that was an example where you know what this show is all things to all people, and all things considered, and all. <laughs> And we consider all Except things. for that one thing. We do not consider that thing worth talking about. No, not at all. Is that our ratings? <laughs> yes, that's right. It's our, our ratings, but our ratings is people. Uh, oh, sorry. You, no, you, you speak. I was going to do the, uh, the, the starter plugs, get them out of the way. Oh. Uh, we've got another uh, podcast. If us just rambling like that isn't enough to hook you and make you go, hey, what else you got? <laughs> right. um, I really like where these guys are going. Yeah, Nowhere. With that, with that whole uh, circling the driveway, <laughs> looking for a place to park. Uh, we have another uh, show called Fansplainers where we have been going through movies. Uh, they've all been quite nerdy superhero-y movies so, so far. far. Yeah, so, so far. far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may be breaking that uh, shortly, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, they've been fun to do. And uh, and uh, if you want to give that a listen to, feel free. And Dave has his own uh, little. Uh, I, I'd say I don't want to say it's traitorous um, <laughs> to be like. Well, you know, thanks. I, it's you know okay. it's like you've gone off on your own. Yeah, you've you've staked your own claim, much sure. like uh, much like uh, you are part american and like uh, oh, you okay. have betrayed the king and you have gone off and uh, are you and the start... king yeah i'm king george okay well i didn't realize you looked at yourself yeah as the and king i mean that's I'm, I'm the king george from that schoolhouse mm. rock where uh, i'm just <laughs> and i uh i'm nice and then i'm mean for some reason and uh, i don't know why i'm the bad guy hmm but uh but you've gone off to your own podcast which is i like to think of i'm more i'm more like a teenager who has ventured outside the family circle out into the the real world. Okay. I've left the cocoon of Sneaky Dragon and gone out into the real world, where I'm doing a podcast with my daughter called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. And just so, so you're you know, a teenager with a daughter. <laughs> so I'm like a teenager. Okay. Because so I am, this will be your baby daughter. Though. I am no way, in no way, physically like a teenager. Okay. In every way, I'm physically like an 80-year-old man. I see. All right. And I'm not even 80, everyone. But no, we have a new show. So if this is Saturday when this is coming out, which just seems very likely since that's been my pattern so far, uh, then we had a new show drop uh, a couple days ago on Thursday morning. 
We had our newest episode of Sneaky Dragon, episode 14, and we just finished our first uh, of three discs of novelty songs. Oh, cool. Okay. So we just, we got through those, and uh, now we're going to move back into the into the groove of, of mixtapes. I wanted to break up the novelty songs because I didn't want to do like all three of them. It just would be too much for people. Right. We'd actually have suicides occur during the... <laughs> They'd be like, what What happened? People would be like, they heard there are two and a half yummy, episodes. Yummy, I've got love in my blam. That, that's about it. Yeah. They were like two and a half discs into this thing and they just couldn't take it anymore and they had to just end it all. It's a, it is a bit of a grind, actually. Even making them, I found it a bit of a grind. So it's, I can understand. I think like, there's a reason that there's no all novelty uh, radio stations. Yeah, and these aren't even like strictly novelty songs. Like they're not, mm-hmm. they're more like funny songs by bands that I like. So if there's like a funny song, yeah. I'm trying to find like, just trying to find that little bit of sense of humor that can sometimes be missing in rock and roll. I'm trying to think like when I, when I used to subscribe to Sirius FM or Sirius whatever it was, uh, it was, you know, Sirius uh, XFM. XFM, that's right. Um, there, it would have been interesting if there was like a, a, a station that was like all just novelty songs. Like there was would, a comedy. It would was, be interesting. Yeah, there was a comedy one. Mm. Uh, I was sometimes on that one. So yeah, I had a okay. sketch group that was sometimes sure. on that. And uh, oh, my cat is uh, is annoyed that uh, my wife is out doing gardening. And uh, uh, so you'll be if you hear anything in the background that sounds like cat scratch fever, which <laughs> would would that count as a novelty song? Cat scratch fever? Yeah, yeah, I think in a way it is. Very a, good. I tied it all in. Good for me. In fact, maybe even Wango Tango is also a novelty oh, song. Oh, very good. By all right. Ted Nugent as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I would have listened to an all novelty song uh, radio station once in a while. Turn it on. Yeah, yeah well, that's on. what I mean. Once in a while. It's, oh, yeah. Well, I can't listen to anything all the time, it's, probably. It's, you know, like the average disc was, was around 21 songs, but the novelty ones are 27 songs. So it just gives you a sense mm. that it's more songs, they're all shorter. It's just a, it's it's just, it's kind of grueling in a way. Okay. I don't recommend doing them. But you do <laughs> recommend listening to your podcast. But I do recommend listening to the podcast because then you don't have to hear the songs one after another. You get a song, you hear it, Mary and I talking about it. We tell some good jokes. We discuss the history of the groups. Mm-hmm. We give some fun trivia, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I, th- I, th- I thought this show was particularly funny this week, actually. Oh, good. It ended in a way that made me laugh. And, oh, that's which nice. is nice because uh, often. We do this show on Thursday, and often it's not enough time between us doing the show and me listening to it again to edit it, where I find anything we say amusing or interesting at all. <laughs> it's just really like a, a slog. Yeah. But sometimes, for whatever reason, from Sunday to Wednesday, when I had, I did the show last night before I uh, went to bed really late, um, it was kind of fresh to me, so I was enjoying it more than ours, which is like two days later. <laughs> and it just feel, still feels like I know everything we said. Sometimes I laugh. I'm still I'll laugh at a joke that I made. I'm still worried that someone at some point will build an artificial intelligence using these podcasts and be able to just like completely simulate anything that we would say because they've got enough of what we've talked about mm-hmm. um, over the years. Sure, that, uh, they they get us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They would they would nail us because we're predictable. Is that right? We're as predictable as fuck. That's the actual technical term for what oh. what level of predictability we're at. Okay. Yeah. So is that a mathematical scientific thing? It's a mathematical scientific thing that you can, yeah, as fuck is actually a scientific term. And yeah, so you could, exactly what you say, you could pretty much figure out exactly how we would respond to any particular scenario that was brought up. Like what particularly stale old story that we've already told three different episodes. Right. We're, we're going to drag okay, it out one so more time. Okay, here's the thing. Let's say aliens invade. Okay, aliens have invaded Vancouver. Yeah. 
Okay, and uh, and uh, they're attacking it, and this is War of the Worlds style. Sure. So, what is our uh, hot take on that? Uh, property prices have fallen, so we can uh, finally, you can finally afford to buy a place. Oh, that sounds all right. Yeah, that's fair. It's something uh, we've discussed before, and it's a thing. I, or it's a little bugbear of mine. The girls on my dad bingo card, dad complaining about development is is on there. Okay, and you go right to that with the aliens taking over. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'd say that. Would you? Um, what would you say would be a good song to go along with an alien invasion? Uh, well, I would do. Um, fly- Here's your alien invasion mix, like a three three songs that you want to play while the aliens are invading. Well, "Flying Saucer Rock and Roll" by Billy C. Riley and his Little Green Men would be one that would be good. I that think. seems that seems right on the money. Uh, I guess "Flying Purple People Eater" would be another good. I fun was thinking one. that. Yeah, yeah. I suppose but maybe that's maybe that's a little too obvious. How about? Um, let me think now. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft, the Klaatu slash Carpenter song. The Carpenters did a cover of the Klaatu one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, should I stay or should I go? Oh, you're not. I was trying to think in terms of like actual UFO sort of. Oh, I understand. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just thinking that uh, that that would be a good one because you're not quite sure should you or shouldn't you. <laughs> you should go. You should leave. If aliens invade, hmm. I think it's best to leave. You can like come back and maybe they're friendly, but I think on the like. On the off chance that they're not, which seems highly highly likely that they're not going to be friendly, because mm-hmm. it's a War lot of the worlds they were not. Well, I'm just thinking like it's a lot of work and development and technology, and like at a lot of expense for someone to come here. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be like an end game to it. It couldn't be just be like for 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 fun. And they're not here on like on a, on a Sunday cruise. Like let's let's go for a drive to Earth. No, that's a long time that you've had to you know you've had to invent like. Uh, you had faster than light travel for one right. thing, so you've gone to the trouble of inventing faster than light travel. So there has to be like some sort of pot of gold at the end of this particular rainbow, and we're the pot of gold, hmm. and they want it. How about instead of let me just tell you, it's a cookbook. How about instead of like going faster, uh, you make the entire universe go slower? Oh, work at that. Okay, way. we could do that. Well, I mean, I think in a way, what you're saying is is right, but it. What you do is you make it go so slow that it folds in on itself, and then you can travel ba- distances faster. That's the only way that it makes sense to work. That's also the only other way. That's re- the re- same reason that it only makes time only makes sense if it's happening simultaneously. So, do you think time is all just happening simultaneously? Yeah, I think all time happens in one single. So we've already done all the podcasts. Then? Yep. Okay. We've already done them, but we haven't done them. Rome, the Roman Empire has fallen. Hasn't yet fallen. Right. It's this is something where someone, still happening now. A teacher did suggest that to me once that you're only aware of the moment that you're living in, and mm-hmm. that's the only moment you'll ever be living in. And then I always think, like, if you're in a shitty moment, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, or if you're for in sure. the bathroom, it's like, oh, this is it forever. It's like, was this? I mean, I won't know it because you know, I'm yeah, pers- some uh, someone else is perceiving it down the line, mm-hmm. like a weird zoetrope. But you know, I'm still stuck in this bathroom forever. Yeah. Well, you stub your toe, you've stubbed your toe forever. But we do have the remarkable ability to to plan or or to look ahead with anticipation of something better, you know. So that's that's a good that's a good thing to have as well. So we don't even though we always live in now, we can also anticipate then, you know. So that's something that's something we have. And then it all stops. There's no now or then. Oh, when does that happen? Your death. Okay. But don't let it trouble you because you're still alive. In the past, mm-hmm. but you're not. You don't exist anymore. I do the, like the idea the that times all happening at the same time, and I don't believe that you're just like because you couldn't. You couldn't just be one uh, moment uh, because uh, how 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 long would that moment be? 
that that makes no sense. Well, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter though because we can, we can't be aware of it because yeah. we exist in it. So how what whatever form it takes or whatever it is, we couldn't we can't perceive it because we're not standing outside of it. But once you die, can you perceive it? It's possible. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what happens to our energy after we after we pass. Can't be created or destroyed. Something has to happen. Yeah. yeah. And as someone who believes in a a consciousness that exists outside of the physical, so. I think that that energy has to go somewhere. Where it goes, I don't know. France. France would be nice. I like France. I love. I would love to live in Paris. Would you? Oh yeah, that'd okay. be my that'd be my dream city to live like in. Like in the city proper, yeah. or on the countryside? No, in the city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my dream city to live in. If I had, if I was living in a city, living in the country is different. I would have a different dream place for living in the country. Okay, let's let's break this down. So sure. you live in. The okay, area. I'm gonna say if I say it, you have to say it too. Then a what? What what I would do? Your in dream Paris? city or your dream. Um, if I wasn't living here, probably London would be for me. London's very nice, yeah. but I find London... London. English. People speak English there, so that's an advantage. <laughs> Not that many. Mm, that's true. Uh, but um, no, I find London is very kind of big, It's whereas I feel... Uh, Paris is probably big too, but Paris has like a kind of a central part to itself that... Like if it was a dream scenario, I would live in like... The sort of major, that the kind of center, like around. Okay, the so your Parisian day. So, so yeah, um, your your children have moved out. You and your wife moved to Paris. Mm-hmm. You wake up in the morning. When do you wake up? In, on a Parisian morning, what time? Are you an early bird still? Oh no! You oh my God! In. No, yeah, of course. 10 sleep o'clock. in till ten o'clock. Sure. Okay, very good. And so you you're getting up there. What's your Parisian breakfast to eat? Well, you just go to the local bakery and you get some fresh. Like fresh apple strudel or fr- fresh something. Yeah. Because that's like heaven in Paris. <laughs> You've done that, right? Mm-hmm. Paris, go to bakery, like go to sure. bakery and get fresh. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. like the, the greatest thing in the world. And uh, yeah, what do you it's drink? Wonderful. What's your What's your drink? Well, at that time of the morning, if I was eating in out, I would just have a water at that time of the day. Okay. So you're are you at a at, are you are you eating outside or are you just yeah? I would feel I feel like I'd be like. You know, actually, the ideal to me would be to like go walk out, yeah. buy it, and then come back home again, and then just have it with some milk or something. That would be like perfection. But if I was just going to the park or something, yeah, I would just have water. Okay. Because I don't like milk outside of outside of it, like a absolute like sub zero temperature. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So the, there you go. You've started off your day. Uh, yeah. You're all nutrified. Yeah. And then then what do you do next? I don't know. Just live my life. Do you read? Do you paint? Sure. Yeah. Would you do some art? Sure. Yeah. Would yeah, you yeah. Go to galleries. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great galleries. Water around bookstores. Sure. Sure. Yeah, there's some really good bookstores there. Are you a cafe person? Would you be hanging around at a cafe? I don't know much of a cafe person, to be honest All with you. Right. No, I feel like that's just wasting your time. I'm sort of a busy bee person, but it would be, you know, I mean, let's say like if you're living in Paris, am I living there all year? If I'm not living there permanently, I think I would do like day trips outside of the city to places as well. Because, you know, you can always catch the train that, what was it called? Like the R U R or whatever. It has a name for like the suburban trains, not, not the metro, but the trains that then you can, you know, take the metro and then get to the, the those stations and then you can take those trains to like Versailles or whatever. Okay. And that'd be fun. I've never been to Chartres Cathedral, for instance. I'd love to go there. I'd love to go to the coast, see like, you know, the World War One memorials and things. Yeah, I, I have not seen that much of, of France, so I'd love to like go there and explore it. And it'd be fun to live in Paris and then just kind of make like a star pattern and go to places and come back again. Yeah, sure. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. No, I'd be uh, London. I'd uh, make my own breakfast because breakfasts are ridiculous there. 
<laughs> I do like a I do like a sandwich, uh, a nice a nice British sandwich. They 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 make really good sandwiches around there. Okay, um, you know, like a, like a little crayfish, a little rocket and crayfish, so good. Oh, so good, so good. Why can't we have that here? Why can't we have that here? Um, we don't have crayfish. We they don't make them uh, the sandwiches. Oh, okay. They just don't they just don't make them. Yeah, sort and of they're, thing. They're they're amazing. Like what what do they, what do they call it? Like mange. What's the what's the sandwich place there? Something mange. I forget what the name of it Sorry, is. Sorry, I don't know. Ah, it's so good. Ah, so good. Um, I go, oh, oh. First thing when I'm in, in England is I go right to the sandwich place. Okay. And it's just, it's just like, you know, on every corner they've got this thing. But mm. it's, uh, it, it drives me nuts. It's so good. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably try to see as many shows as I could in the evening. Like go to the discount window, see what's uh, going cheap. And uh, then, yeah, uh, go see them, you know, hopefully with Pia and... Uh, and 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 just catch catch the culture. Go see comedy shows, perform comedy shows, because there's so many live comedy shows there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, walk around museums. There's so much to see. Holy cow! It's just a, it's just amazing. So much history to to soak up. And then just try and write and do things and make things. It's just yeah. a great city for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I was living in Paris, it makes sense. In a way, if you lived in Paris, you you could be more uh, you know more productive because you don't have there's many distractions because I don't know anyone there. Mm. I don't. I mean, I I can speak some French, but not very much. I'm much better at reading it, and so I would wouldn't be able to communicate with people. I mean, I would obviously I'd learn over time. But you'd make friends. Yeah, you'd, make you'd, friends you'd learn over time. Yeah. And yes, I would try to make friends with and Jacques and Marie. Jacques and Marie, that's right. Just got all the Jacques, little Pierre, Guy, Guy as well, and Andre, all, all those people. Madeline. Madeline, sure. Yeah, she's there. She's still <laughs> the same age. She never gets to age. She never gets to age. I was hanging around that. Where is she? Oh, no, she's not. I was thinking of the girl in the hotel, but that's a different... Uh... Isn't it? Am I getting... I think... No, Madeline's a little girl who lives in the in like the children's home, right? With the, with the... Who lives in the hotel? That's not Madeline, is it? It's, um... All right, I am getting them confused then. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that's... I can't remember that girl's name. You know what? You got to go there to see. Find yes. Out. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was written by Americans. That, that what? One. Yeah. Ah, blaspheme. The lady who wrote it, I don't know, I can't remember this now because I was watching a documentary about the artist Mm -hmm. because they had a falling out and he, it was the love of his life drawing that character then he wasn't, Eloise, Mm. that's her name, Eloise. He wasn't allowed to draw her anymore and so that was a real heartbreak for him. But he did, he was, he did some great art as well. And then, but the, the writer of it, she had worked uh, in the Arthur Freed unit as a vocal coach and as and teaching the actors and act and actresses how to project themselves, like how to be, you know, some like how to be musical stars, not just to be an actor and actress, but how to be a musical actor and actress. And then, uh, and so, yeah, and so she went from that to writing Eloise, and you know, she made it. But then she got in a she was a bit of a kooky person, and she she uh, kind of cut him out, and that was that. Yeah, I assume uh, Nina's going to do that about Sparks at some point with me. She's just going to cut me out and just go <laughs> just go off on her own. His name was Hillary something, but I She's don't... the real star in, 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 in our well, team. we know. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, we should also plug uh, VanCaf, where uh, you and I are going to be there with uh, Nina Matsumoto. Yes, we are. Um, where we're going to be, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have our book. We're going to be sitting in section double Z16, that is outside, on the street, Near the parking meter. Technically, we're in a moving bus that's on its way to Chilliwack. (laughs) Come and see us. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to see where the dates is. Yeah, May uh, 18th and uh, May 19th in Vancouver. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said that. And we've actually got a good uh, placement. We're oh, do we? We got, we got good seats. Are we near there. a door with a breeze? That's my that's my one, my one ask. We are not near a door with a breeze. We're as far oh. from the door with the breeze as possible. Okay. Yeah. We are near uh, a, a way to get into another area. Oh, that's good. And we're near a washroom. <laughs> You know what? You can walk to the washroom. I, I don't think it's like a, a bonus to be near a washroom. No. Like but no people wants... eventually have to pass by you. It's true. And in terms of like, oh, I think... Nature you're, will you're eventually. Thinking, you're thinking in terms of like walk. Walking, yeah, walk, tra- walk by traffic. Walk by traffic. I gotcha. Not just my comfort. No. Okay. I was never thinking of you. Yeah, comfort. apparently. I, I, I went there, but no, you didn't. No, please don't. So if you could live anywhere... Oh, you're still, we're still plugging Van Kef. Sorry. No, 18th, that was it. 18th, 19th. Yep. We're going to be there. Come say hi. Come come say hi. It's a free event, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. Come say hi or just come and say bye when you're leaving. Yeah. Make sure you so just... So long, sucker. <laughs> so long, suckers. And then you have to sit bomb here. and then take off oh, like a yeah. ninja. Yeah. Like, even if you don't come for us, and if you don't come for us, oh, you know, that kind of hurts our feelings a bit. Yeah. But... Why are you listening to this show? So many good people are going to be there. Like, that person you like, and who's it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And There's my, so many people there. And my favorite artists, uh, that person. That, yeah. And uh, again, it's all free. So what do you want? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, going to be some workshops and, and yep. what have you going on. So yep. come on by. And it's a uh, family event. So uh, if you have a child, bring one. Yep. If you don't, you will be supplied with one at the door. Yep. I'm doing a workshop this year. I'm showing everyone how to build a table. Okay. Yeah. A dining table, dining room table. And what and what happens at that point? Do you eat at said table or do you draw at said table? Is no. Is there a connection to Van Kef? No. What? There has to be a connection to Van Kef? Maybe not. I think that's you know what. Do your own thing, man. That's exactly what I do. Right. So my lovely wife will also be next at the table next to us. Uh, Whereas it's three of us will be crammed into this one table. My wife will be enjoying a full table to herself uh, and really rubbing it in. Probably. I feel like I am. uh, I am not really supposed to be there. Mm, Disagree. Because I think it's supposed to be like you and Nina, and and I am just an an extra. I'm an added guest. Um, why do you think that? Because the table's so small. <laughs> okay, there's no three-person tables. Okay. So, well, that makes it's just what it is. Okay. No, I mean, you were you were there last year. It was great having no, you there. Fun. And you're on the front page of the uh, of the website. So, you're there. You oh. should be there. You don't oh. have to if you don't want to come. Oh, no, I, I'm not, I, I'm I enjoy not, it. Yeah. It's fun. And uh, it's always nice when we sign books and then you color in the characters yeah, afterwards. Great. You color in Nina's beautifully drawn characters and the weird version i try to remember do you and draw on the wrong page i draw on the wrong page quite often and uh, <laughs> and then told hey 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 draw it where i can color it I'm like oh yeah I, I don't know how things work it's Sorry. been you know i've only been doing comics i i don't want to even say how many years <laughs> you want but to i say. can't i can't pick a page to huh. sign the thing on to save my life nope Nope, 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 nope. But it'll be fun. So come to that. Okay, back to uh, back to England. Well, no, it's not that. I was just gonna. I was gonna ask. Um, so now the other question is: okay. is if you could live anywhere in the countryside, would you want to live in the countryside, or would you only want to live in the city? Uh, I'd always want to be coming into the city. Yeah, I don't really have any countryside okay. whims. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. you know. Then you get the uh, you know the slashers out there, and they come at come to your house and slash you up. Who does? You know, murderers. 
murderers who wander the countryside. Isn't that more, more, isn't that more common in the city? Well, the countryside murderers? No, no. Countryside murderers happen more in the countryside. That's why they call them that. Yeah. Are you thinking city murderers? Yeah. Uh, they get, no, that, that's more city stuff. Okay. I, I can see how you got that confused. Well, you know, I did get it confused, but my confusion was in the sense that there are way more murders in the city than there are in the country. Wouldn't you say that's true? Well, not according to BBC murder mysteries. You oh. Know, you know, there's always like something happening in the countryside and there's yeah. like some rural guy who will solve mm. the murder for you. He's a doctor or something or a woman she used to be like on the police force, but everyone was sexist. And, okay. You know, she's a bit of a hard drinker, but she's going <laughs> to, she's trying to, she's just trying to like, oh. you know, get but her These are TV together. shows. They're not. Yeah, they okay. showed me that the countryside is just full yeah. of murder. Yeah. And they don't really murder in the city because it's more expensive to shoot there probably. Sure. What? About that, what it was a broad, what do you, what broad church? Broad church. There you go. That's a, that's a coastal town. It wasn't really a, a yeah, country. There's, there's some murder and shit going on there. Yeah, there was. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So much so that it happened in America. And uh, they even had the same detective and no one brought it up. Yeah. It's like, hey, why don't you have an accent now? No, you're and right. Why are you like doing the same shit twice? You're right, actually. Probably that guy did it and yeah. then tried to cover up by like giving himself a fake accent. Then there's uh, that show Happy Valley, I think it's called. Okay. I think that's more of a city show, but it's like a small town, I think. I can't understand their accents, so I stopped stop watching it. No, no, you can't. That's how most people get away with murder there, is no one knows what they're saying, <laughs> even though they confess to it. They confess they to just, it. Yeah, all right, yeah, it's trash, right? You <laughs> took him out, fucking stop me, you freaking gay. All right, let's let him go. <laughs> I confess you, son of a bitch. I'm like, nope, well, let him out. We don't, we don't know what he's saying. When uh, Lisa's mom started working here in Vancouver as a nurse... At what was then, I can't remember what it's called then, but now it's a children's hospital. But in the in the old days, it was a hospital for everyone. And there was a a gentleman in the in the ward, and she worked in the burn ward. And there was a gentleman there who was a foreign gentleman, and she's you know people the other nurses couldn't understand who he was. So he a lot of people thought he was assumed he was Italian. Okay. And stuff. So when Lisa's mom started working there, she was went and started met this guy, talked to him, and started talking away to him. They're like, how can you understand what he's saying? She goes, what what language is he speaking? He's speaking English. <laughs> he's Scottish. That yeah. was that was the uh, problem. So, did you ever see the video? Uh, she was also Scottish, so she had a leg up. Video two Scottish guys try to work uh, an elevator that's like voice activated. Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah pretty good. good. That is good. Is that by the same guys who did the? Uh, but steel is heavier than feathers. I don't know. Okay. Do you know that one? No. Oh, that's a very good one as well. It's a it's a fellow who's very confused by the fact that a pound of steel weighs the same as a pound of feathers. And he keeps saying, Oh, I think I have but seen But feathers this. are heavier than steel. <laughs> he keeps but saying, steel is heavier than feathers. Oh, sorry. But yeah, so, yeah. But sorry. But steel is heavier than feathers. But he says feathers. So that's why it makes me, makes me laugh. So if you're having 100 pounds of steel dropped on you or 100 pounds of feathers, you would choose the feathers. Yeah, but it would be a silly choice in either case it depends if the feathers were loose when they fell okay then you're fine you have a better chance i don't think you're fine but you have a better chance mm. fair fair enough here's a question but i think it'd be hard to gather a loose 100 pounds of, of feathers mm. well, i think they'd have to be in some sort of i container. don't find my hypotheticals are difficult to uh, gather things together with at all because <laughs> i just make them up <laughs> that's true i mean i've had infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters uh -huh. I, I, and and i can i just did that how hard was that to set? I know I've read. But your, I did. I've it. read your writing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know it's a lot of shit. Here's a question about Scotland. Okay. Does um, the Carl Barks Uncle Scrooge yes. comics take place? Yeah. In Scotland or America? They're America. 
Why? Because they're written by an American for an American、uh-huh. audience, and everyone knows that America sells in America, and that's why you have even if you have an American. Like a British show, as soon as it becomes based, in, as soon as it becomes American, American like involvement, it moves to America. Okay, but when you're reading, I.E. Torchwood, when you're reading the stories, yeah, there's like a lot of Scottish people like around Scrooge. Well, because here's they all the thing. Moved here, here's the thing. Okay, because Scottish is acceptable miser.、Mm. You could do them as Jews if you wanted to, but that's not an acceptable、that、way to show one stingy. Issue. One issue. You can't show stingy people who are Jewish, but、nope. it's okay to have Scottish people who are stingy. Both both cultures have a reputation for being miserly or whatever, being stingy. Okay, but one is Jack it, Benny. That was okay. Yeah, Jack、oh. Benny wouldn't have been okay if he used his real name. Ah, very good. Okay, it's okay if he's Jack Benny because that's like all right. You're not saying anything about who he really is. All right, right. he's just Jack Benny. But yeah, so, so so that's why there's tons of Scottish people in in the Scrooge McDuck stories because McDuck being Scottish and being cheap is okay. That's fine, whatever. I'm not saying that's wrong or bad to do that. I'm just saying that's a way to be. It's a yeah, socially acceptable that the way other day that they might take place in Scotland because there's really nothing that's too American around. You know, it's all it's all his relatives.、Um, mm, there's Donald. I don't know about that. Up, but Donald, you know, I mean,、yeah. Donald's a nice sailor. He just shows <laughs> he just shows up. You know, but the Beagle Boys feel very American to me. Okay. And I feel like everything about that, sh- everything about it, feels American to me. Anytime they show a, a town or a, ta- a a street or whatever in a, in a Karl Barks comic, when they and they do,、uh-huh. uh, it just feels like small town America, which was what Disney was pushing as the you know the ultimate the ultimate place, small town America. Hooray for the Midwest! Now、Huzzah. was was a was the were the Uncle Scrooge comics very popular at the time, or did they become more? Oh popular yeah, they were very、on? popular. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super popular. Why was there not more、um, Uncle Scrooge type stuff from Disney proper, like、uh, animated things, or you know, was,、uh, the, he was in he was in the of course the、um, Christmas Carol.、Mm-hmm. But aside from that, very yeah, yeah, few.、No. Uh, you know, for a character that kind of took off in comics form, yeah, it seems odd that until you had Ducktales, you know, much,、mm. much, 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 much later, yeah, they never decided to like do anything with it. Oh, you know, you own this, yeah, and it's connected with a very popular character of yours. And、yeah, what, it's a weird kind、up? of a it's a weird kind of blind spot, isn't it? But I mean, you could say the same thing about Scamp, who was a popular comic strip at the time.、Mm-hmm. And I know we were talking about that Scamp is has a sm- very small appearance in Lady and the Tramp, but there was never any attempt to like make Scamp cartoons or anything like that. And he was a really popular comic book character, but or, did, or comic book and cartoon Disney and comic back strip then、character. was not doing, with the exception of live action. Was not doing spinoffs of their cartoons. Like they would never think of doing a Lady and the Tramp two, and no, so no. Scamp would basically or a spinoff. Like the, you, you would never get that kind of. But what、thing. I mean is, I think that the, those were it was like they were separate domains from each other. You know, like so the comic book part of the company was over here,、mm. and they didn't cross or there's no like they didn't weren't allowed to cross streams with the animation、uh, part of it. You know, so everyone had their own thing that they were doing. But so, they were really against. They were against like sequels in general, but except for the live action stuff, which they were like totally fine with it. Because because in、um, Uncle Scrooge we have Gyro Gearloose,、yep. who's the inventor type. We don't have the the German speaking du-、uh, duck that we have from the cartoons that was、yep. voiced by by Ludwig von Drake. Yeah, voiced by Paul Frees. So so we, they created their own version of the, that character. You know, the, the inventor, the science character. It really felt like they were trying to make Ludwig von Drake take off, and he never did. Like, there's not a lot of Ludwig von Drake lovers, and he would、uh, he would 
he would be the host of many a Disney cartoon mm. television show. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, be this, uh, you know, eclectic character that would invent crazy things. You're like, oh, this guy must be very popular. Nope. <laughs> nope. No one really likes Ludwig von Drake. Well, like, yeah. How about you? You like uh, Ludwig von Drake. What do you think of him? Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't think that for the most part, um, Walt Disney cartoons have, have aged well. Okay. Like, I don't think that the animated cartoons, I don't think there's people out there who are like madly in love with like Mickey Mouse cartoons and, and things like that. Do you think that's because they did not, um, they, they did not sh- show up on syndicated television shows much like. Well, the no, Wonder- they were on the World of Disney and, and yes, Wonderful World once of a Disney. Week. You could see them once a yeah, week. Yeah. Or you could see one of them possibly if you watched Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but if, when we're watching Funorama or Frisky Frolics or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, local show you had in your neighborhood, yeah. you'd get like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, the old Daffy sure, Duck sure. cartoons. You'd get the old Tom and Jerry's. You get even Heckled and Jekyll and uh, Mighty Mouse, but you would never get the old timey, uh, Walt Disney ones. So you didn't get that kind of indoctrination. No, you're right. In, in, into those. And that was maybe a, a mistake on their part and that they didn't you know, try to do that. I, but, I mean, it wasn't consciously done by Warner Brothers either. It just happened that those cartoons were uh, cheap and available and packages that were easy for, for independent TV stations to purchase or, to, you know, to whatever, however they got their their film libraries and their cartoon libraries and things like that. They Those were easily accessible to them and they could broadcast them. Whereas so, Disney husbanded their material and gave it to us piecemeal in... Yeah. In world of wonderful world of Disney, but they also did film. They also did re-releases of their movies. Yep. Like you know, I saw Bambi in the theaters. Sure, sure. I saw, but then it would go away, and then yeah. you didn't see it that time. And then it's even, even weirder later, though. It's... Even later with uh, on VHS, then it would be like it's available for a year. Yeah, and then it's yeah. going back in the Disney vault. Yeah, yeah. And we're not going to see it again for you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they would say you won't see it again until you've got pubes, and we go, "What's that mean?" And they go, <laughs> I don't None think of your business. they said. And then shut it up. I think that was actually kind of clever though that that of having them released from the vault and then. And then, but being a limited time, yeah, make it a special thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I, I get. I you think on that was that. smart. But I think most kids, uh, if they have a love of Mickey Mouse, it is not from the cartoons. It's from uh, the T-shirts. It's, it's yeah. the images, the it's toys, image or going thing, yeah. to Disneyland or Disney World mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. But the idea of him as a cartoon character, meh, people don't really have that going on. Yeah, but they're not that funny either. But maybe some like of the, I, yeah, no, Heckle and Jekyll weren't that funny either. But No, yeah. and I hated them when they came on. Oh, there we go. All right. Like, that was, like, the worst part of, like, here's the thing. Like, okay, let's pretend that we're watching, we're watching uh, Funorama. Okay. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. Okay. We got home from school. All right, so. We're watching uh, Funorama. It starts with a Bugs Bunny. Okay. And it starts with that theme song, which is a great theme song. And we're so happy, right? Because okay. it's Bugs Bunny. And you're just, that's what you wait for. Yep. Then we got a Droopy. Not quite as good as Bugs Bunny, but still pretty good. Yeah, some still good pretty text good. Avery sometimes. Then we get a Mickey Mouse. What's our reaction? Our reaction is, meh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Just like our reaction to like Tom and Jerry was, meh, Tom and Jerry. It's okay, but it's not the best. That's not, it's not Bugs Bunny. And then there was, of course, different tiers of Tom and Jerry. Yes, and the, yeah, the crazy tiers of Tom and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. like, oh, this is great. And then it's like, hey, Chuck Jones directed these. I bet I'll like that because I love the Chuck Jones cartoons I see from the Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Okay, I said, oh, wait, let's see United Artists ones. Let's take a look at these. Holy shit. What is it? <laughs> like, this? Are, are they drawing it right now in front of me? <laughs> like, what is this nonsense? What, what is, is this hot nonsense? Were they made in Hungary? Oh, what yes, they were. Yeah, they now were. here comes, as we said, a Popeye Pro. cartoon. Maybe they're made well, in Czechoslovakia. this is just totally bananas. 
And then, of course, they'd have yeah. like Popeye versus you know uh, Alibaba or something. You go like, this is one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. Yeah. Did the, the the makers of this Popeye know about the makers of that Popeye? Because they'd be mad that that Popeye exists yeah. when this Popeye is possible. The Paramount ones weren't quite as good as the the Fleischer ones. I always used to look forward to, aside from Bugs Bunny and Daffy Daffy Duck was probably my favorite. Um, I would always look forward to the Tex Avery uh, shorts. They would just be like the House of Tomorrow. Yeah, those are good too. Or you know, or uh, Symphony and Slang. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would not get the jokes. No, I no. would just know mother-in-laws are terrible. Yeah, King Size Canary, and there's lots of good ones. Yeah, like the Tex Avery was a guarantee of good, good stuff. Anything that had pretty much most Warner Brothers. There were a few that were awful. I wasn't a Falcon Lakehorn fan. I wasn't a Pepe Le Pew fan. Falcon Lakehorn is a weird. Is weird just period. <laughs> like start to finish, Foghorn Leghorn is weird. First of all, you lifted another person's comedy character completely. Yeah, that's odd. that's weird. That's weird. Then you made sure. him a rooster. That's yeah. weird. He's also a weird looking character. Yeah, he's always picking up the dog's tail and whacking his ass with a board, like in a weird way. Like, yeah, that's that's not right. What's mm. that about? Like he's just and him and the dog just wanted to pick a fight. They were just they were just mean characters. He never had like a, a good reason for anything he was doing. No, and you didn't have that thing with with the sheepdog and the coyote where morning Ralph, you know, and they would come and yeah. they punch in, and then they would start their day. And then when their their day was over, then they were back to being friends again. Like they did their job, which was to be antagonists. And then when their their day was over, then they were friends again. And I like that's that's kind of. That gives you an in to those characters, and so you can enjoy the mayhem. Mm-hmm. Whereas with, yeah, Falker and Langhart, he just seemed like a big bully and a jerk. All the time. So big, boisterous jerk. And then the chicken hawk's there, the little chicken hawk guy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, am I supposed to like him? He's yeah. not cute. He's he's more annoying. Everyone's annoying. <laughs> no, I never, huh. I never liked, uh, never liked those characters. Because, well, Robert McKimson was kind of a sign of, of so-so material. Yeah. Like, if it got a Robert McKimson one, you're like, hmm. As I've mentioned before, my, my least favorite was Frizz Freeling. Yeah, is that's funny that you say that because he's one of the the oldest animators. Like he did, he was working in the black and white time with Robert Clampett and and Tex Avery when Tex Avery was a was a Warner Brothers animator. I would not mind his uh, Pink Panthers; those mm. would be okay. But uh, he did the most boring Roadrunners in the world. Yes, well, I think that's a bit unfair because he was working like in the t- the TV versions you're yeah. talking about. Those were made like. Those were made like assembly line made like so quickly in order to just fill a quota that they needed in order to syndicate them. As a kid, I didn't know and I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah, no, I agree. They're awful. But I think that his, I think his, his Porky Pig was good. And I've seen some that he's done that I thought were really, really good. I do think that he got a bit tired and he just kind of phoned at home for a while. Like, you know, when, when say Robert Clampett or Tex or, or um, Chuck Jones were like, you know, doing so such stellar work. Yeah. He was he was obviously like the the poor relation, but yeah, you can't. You can only have one Chuck Jones, I guess. But then yeah. you also get a Bob Clampett. So well, but go. they're and different. Then you get a Tex Avery. Yeah, they're all different though from yeah. each other. Like, and how they, that they is approach. the thing is like they were all great and all so different from yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, because like Robert Clampett, his were kind of gross. Like it's Tweety. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. Yeah, like it's just it's an awful blob, and it's even col- and, and it's even it's colored, colored weird, ugly. Yeah. It's a flesh colored and he's blobby a very bird. mean bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that just is like likes taking people's fingers and like yeah. making them fall to their deaths. Yeah, yeah he's- Although the Bugs Bunny versus Gremlin is probably one of the greatest cartoons of all time, and it's interesting because Bugs Bunny is the loses in it, which is yeah, so weird, right? Like usually he is the cool as a cucumber. Uh, you know, this means war. You know, other person destroyed, but no, he's like he's destroyed. It was kind of good, like because everyone you saw was 
kind of the same in a way. I still, but... I still love the Duck Twasey one mm-hmm. the with one. the yeah, with Bugs, yeah. With that the, one's still Daffy that Duck, one's yeah. still just nuts. Yeah, that one's still just completely yeah. nuts. They just have lots of fun, like naming the names of all these characters yeah. and then showing the, the images of them, and that's fun. For sure, that's fun. I don't know how we got on this topic, but but I'm enjoying. You're talking about cartoons. Yeah, just I'm enjoying it. Yeah, anyway. that's this is uh, <laughs> this is how this goes. No, I, I think I, I think it's we started off with talking a little bit about Mickey Mouse. First of all, it started with like is is Scrooge McDuck? In oh, Scotland? It's from Scotland, yeah. And then yeah. it got to Mickey Mouse, and then how kids mm. like. Whereas I think like there's a real love for uh, Donald Duck now because of Ducktales, uh. and you know uh, a whole generation kind of grew up with that, which kind of you know it was all again based on the on the you know Carl Barks story ideas yeah yeah and uh you know had such a great and like they've revamped it recently and it's it's quite clever what they've done now but yeah they keep trying to bring back mickey mouse and uh you know they've got some okay shorts out now but this it's it's tough for them because they want to make mickey mouse the guy who's uh standing in front of disney world in a tuxedo yeah but he's also the rebel Mm. it's like well he can't be both yeah yeah what are you gonna do and i think yeah and i feel like when you watch those films like when you watch animated cartoons He's just like a regular guy. Like the cartoon will be about him like going camping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not like already at the campsite when when Elmer Fudd shows up and he comes out of the ground like he's got an elevator and then he's you know starts looking at what Elmer Fudd's doing and it just asks a simple question, "What's up, Doc?" Yeah, it then becomes it becomes a problem. Whereas Mickey Mouse, he leaves his house, he packs a picnic basket, he like gets a blanket and stuff like that. He puts him into his car. <laughs> And then yeah, you he, see too he gets much, in his car and yeah, he and you see his house and then he he drives down the freeway somewhere and like you just and then you know some things happen <laughs> but it's all very situation comedy it's not really kooky it's not crazy there's no like, like here you have this form where you can do anything it's elastic it could it's 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 like you can do more than any silent film right. comedian could have done you can do more than any like all this great physical and humor he did, he used to star in uh, crazy cartoons where anything could happen he'd be conducting an orchestra and then a wind would come up and they'd all go float flying through the sky and it would just be bananas that's yeah. true but then you're right at a certain point he just became suburban guy yeah who would be like well gonna make dinner and as you say <laughs> if you just left him to his own devices it would be dull yes whereas yeah. you, you you tune in on bugs bunny and he's hung over yeah. from mixing carrot juice and radish juice yeah yeah like, oh, oh, <laughs> what a night what a night yeah never yeah. never do that again <laughs> and like yeah it looks like you know he left to his own devices i'd still watch what bugs is up to <laughs> yeah. but left to his own devices what's going on with uh, mickey huh <laughs> All right. That's right. He's getting, ready, he's getting ready for today. a bath. He's got his bathrobe on. Yeah. And he's, he's got a towel over his arm and he's going into the bathroom. And you're just like, well, this is, huh? Yeah, cleaning I, his gutters too. I guess huh? I do that. Checking his smoke alarm. That's right. All right. <laughs> changing no, the battery. That's the important thing, I guess. <laughs> An eight minute cartoon about him changing the battery in his smoke alarm. There was one right after uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they went like, uh, okay, here's what you're going to do is like somehow Mickey took a formula and became kind of a Mr. Hyde type mouse and was going okay. crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it was okay. It was fine. It was like where I think Disney was going, we can show shorts in front of movies again. Because yeah. People like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, it was fine. But then after they did that, I think they didn't know what to do with Mickey Mouse again. Mm-hmm. You know, again, they want him to be the, uh, role he's, a corp- model, he's a corporate spokesman. Corporate spokesman. Yeah. You know, just the, hi, everybody. I'm yeah. And, uh, but they also want him to be like crazy. It's like, he's not crazy. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, though, frankly, I think they made Bugs Money like in, in later years too. Oh, uh, yeah. It's boring. Too corporate as well. Yeah, yeah. Boring. And as soon as uh, Chuck Jones put eyelashes on him, then it, was, <laughs> then it all went to hell. 
eyelashes. And I also, bl- I don't know why I always blame Maurice Noble for his backgrounds. I feel like his backgrounds weren't funny. Mm. Like they're just, there's something about them that's not, not conducive to comedy. Okay. I don't know what it is. But I just, it was just a look that, that Chuck Jones suddenly got at some point. How about like in, in something like, well, we're bringing this up again, but uh, One Froggy Evening, uh, you know, there's a Maurice Noble. Uh, um, Did he do the background, sir? Well, I believe he was part of it, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, Noble had more just like line work. He didn't do the painted backgrounds. He would do that like... had some crazy backgrounds, especially in the, when it's the future. I remember it being kind of... Oh, that's bizarre. fine. I don't mind crazy backgrounds. It's uh, Maurice Noble. Just the way he drew things to me. Or like, it was just too detailed or something. Like, right. it didn't really work. I didn't mind... Uh, yeah, I don't mind if... It, like, I don't... You know, whatever. I mean, it could just be that it's different. And so my my little my little kid brain was just like, can't stand difference. Yeah, it was so strange to me. Whenever I would pick up a comic book of, uh, of, of any Warner Brothers character, and there'd just be a bunch of stiffs. Like yeah. they'd just be, they'd just well, be that's a it, exactly. bunch of freaking stiff. Yeah, yeah. And they'd always have a girlfriend mm. out of nowhere. Like, yeah. who's Daffy Duck dating? He doesn't <laughs> date anybody. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's been one or two yeah. people he's dated on, yeah. on the cartoons, but like, he's not dating and anyone. And isn't it too similar that she's it? Daphne Duck? That just seems like, could be cause endless problems with friends. Exactly. Well, and then, I mean, I still don't understand Petunia Pig. Like... <laughs> Petunia Pig was huge in the comics. Yeah. Like, I think she might have had her own comic at one point. And, all right, what cartoon can you ever remember her being in? Yeah. What's the deal with them? Uh, she, she, did she date Porky? Yeah. What's up, what's up with these guys? She was the Veronica of uh, pigs. Oh, but people like Veronica. She was sexy and dangerous. Do you think? So was Petunia. Oh, was she? She was sexy and dangerous, yeah. Well, maybe you could do something with that. That would actually make sense, because <laughs> if she actually was... Yeah, let's write this. So if you were making <laughs> a right. petunia pig, I would make her the bad girl. Yeah, you'd have to. Uh, because sure. that's also good because you want to get something that gets Porky nervous. Yeah. So he's got to be constantly put into situations where, where he's like, trying to please her or that's trying right. to live Let's up just to go her. to the front of the line. But, 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 but I can't go there. Like, oh, you know, all right. And then she says something and yeah, he's yeah. got to, he's got to like get involved and he doesn't want to get involved. She's always putting him in situations he doesn't want to be in. Yeah, yeah that works. Yeah. yeah it'd be good if she's like, <laughs> Well, we just made it like the worst, the worst girlfriend you could yeah. have, I guess. But you couldn't make her like so terrible, like, cause she'd have to have like moments where she's genuinely affectionate with him, you know, like, and not, and not trying to use him, not manipulative affection, but. We may be making her Miss Piggy at this point. This is a tough Well, that's for the problem. Like, I think, yeah, I think we need to pull it back a little bit. Yeah, we have a big problem here. Yeah, we have a big problem. Damn it. Well, or even just a, just a, well, just a problem where it's hard to like a character that's always. Like so, such so, so such an antagonist. You need like a character that has affectionate moments too that you can be like, oh well, she's not so bad. I like her. I would I would date Petunia Pig. Would you ever if I was a pig? All right, now we're talking about cartoon characters you'd date. <laughs> would you ever date um, Daisy Duck? No, she's a duck. I'm a human being. I mean, if I was a duck, yeah. If you were David Duck, if I was David Duck, <laughs> um, I would I date? Yeah, I don't really remember what she looks like. Does she have pants? She has a dress, right? She has a skirt. Skirt, yeah. But otherwise looks like Donald you know in what? every way. I wouldn't because her shoes gross me out. She does have weird blocky shoes. Yeah. That's I don't like true. her shoes. I don't like... Uh, Daisy, to me, is always complaining. Whereas I think Minnie yeah. uh, seems to cut Mickey a break every so often. Yeah. And I, I'm all for that. <laughs> like, she seems to actually give a damn and try and, and, and is interested in things. Yeah. And uh, Daisy is just a big bag of complaints. Yeah. Now, to be fair, she's dating Donald Duck. I was going to say, there's a lot of communication problems there. And I think if they went and saw a counselor, 
it could help he a little bit. He wouldn't understand what But he wouldn't understand what Donald Duck was saying. He'd be like, I'm sorry, sir, I don't understand what you're... How is it... How come in all this planet yeah. of ducks, where everyone else speaks normally, some of us have German accents, obviously. Right. But some of us the, have Scottish accents, which you would think would be the problem traditionally. Yeah. If there was one duck in that family, you would think you would not be able to understand. Yes. It is Uncle Scrooge. And sure. that guy, I can hear everything he's got to say. Clear as a bell. Yeah. You, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah, it's a weird problem. Except, of course, when uh, Donald gets hit in the head and sounds like Maurice Chevalier. Oh, does that happen? Oh, Daisy. Oh, not Maurice oh, Chevalier. Isn't that, isn't that Maurice Chevalier? No, he's French. Oh, I'm so sorry. Who am I? James doing? Mason. You're doing Is this James. James Mason. James Mason. Oh, I'm yes. so sorry. Daisy, <laughs> your eyes are like the stars. That's that's yes. good. I I maybe I've seen that one, but I don't remember. It's pretty good. I used to watch uh, Walt Disney World, the Wonderful World of of Disney every uh, every weekend, every Sunday. Yeah, it was always after, something good after Beachcombers, or was it before Beachcombers? Uh, it was after Beachcombers. Okay, it was on at six o'clock. Beachcombers was on either at five or five thirty. Mm. Um, there was also the Donald, sorry, the uh, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner hour was like, uh, I think. That was on the, Saturdays. Was that on Saturdays? Yeah. And that, okay. ca- that came on up from four till five. Because I remember I could watch that before the TV had to get turned right. to Hockenet in Canada <laughs> at five o'clock. All right. Right then, when five uh, o'clock came. I think after Disney was, uh, was it Carol Burnett that came on? Could be. I had to go to bed early. Because you wanted, yeah. I had. I went to bed after. I remember there was a get to bed yeah, situation. It was once. Once Disney was done, I, I went to bed and I would. I would sit. I'd sit in my bed and I would look out the window and see the kids across the street playing on the street still. <laughs> and I was older than them, but I was in bed. And they'd look up and my go, mom, "Lucky Dave gets to be in bed." My mom had three boys, so the <clears throat> the necessity was to have some rest. Let's get these boys to bed. And frankly, I don't blame her. I understand entirely. Why she'd feel that way. Uh, did you have your girls have the same bedtime? Nope. One one got to sleep a little later than the other. There you go. That's fair. Because they weren't, they're not boys. Well, because one was three years older than the other. But you were already saying that you were older than the others. And you no, no. Them. I meant older than the ki- other kids in the, other, in the neighborhood oh, would I be outside the playing. the situation was your parents made all the boys go to sleep at the same time because they had enough of this nonsense. And we're just, listen, you're all going to bed at the same time. No, that happened. Yeah, that happened. It was pretty much the same time. I never got that little thing where, like, as I got to stay up later, so, so did they, which felt very unfair to me because I was going to bed at seven when I was, you know, when I was eight or whatever. And then when I was 10, and it was, and then we were suddenly allowed to stay up till eight. Everyone was allowed to stay up till eight. And I was like, well, what? How come? Uh, anyway, life isn't fair, it yeah. turns out. There should be like a big list Just so of, you know. the, of the list of unfairness. And uh, and then you throw that list away because no one cares. <laughs> that's life good, is unfair. That's exactly right. You should, but you should be able to make those complaints. Maybe that's one one kind of prayer that we have. Right? We have sort of contemplative prayer. We have um, prayer, I can't remember what it's called, but prayer where you ask for something. Yeah. But then we should also have like complaint prayer where you can just <laughs> complain to God, and then just. But also know that God is throwing away the complaints that you're... Sure. It's a suggestion box that just, like, goes nowhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it goes it goes to the God's, God's ears, mm-hmm. such as they are. But you can just know that there's going to be no action taken on your complaints. So it is kind of like a suggestion box. But you, you, they are heard, which is also important. If you have complaints, it's nice if they're heard. You, you know that no one cares, but at the same time, it's nice <laughs> if someone listens. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you had, like, a... You were walking on the street and a car drove by and it splashed you with mud and it got yeah. your pants all wet and you walked in and you said, oh my God, a car just came by and it splashed me with mud and now my pants are all wet. No one cares, mm-hmm. but they're going to pretend they cared just long enough to make you feel better and that's fine. The only person I think would care 
would be and it's to be a rare situation. Yeah. Would be if it was if inside that place was the Prince of Pants. <laughs> the Prince of Pants. Yeah, the Prince of Pants. Okay. It's someone who, who basically is in charge of pants. Yeah. And cares right. for pants. Sure. And uh I think they would care and they would probably try to help you fix your pants in some way. Because that is their job. Does this job pay well? Oh no, it's a royal it's they're born into it. Oh, they're born into it. It's it's a yeah, hereditary it's, it's a hereditary yeah, position. People don't get paid for being a prince, do they? Well, I don't know. I don't know how you're defining this. Okay. What's the Prince of Pants? I'm not defining it. It just is. It's a thing that exists. The Prince of Pants. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like in the in the way of princes, that that's kind of a raw deal. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean... The, like, if you're the Prince of Monte Carlo, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Nothing. Mm. You're just royalty. You just hang around. Drive then your you car have to fast. go to bed early and look out the window and see all the other princes that are older than you. <laughs> and they're all outside. They're yeah, all having the prince fun. Mean old queen. Yeah. I mean, there's the Prince of Pizza. He's got a pretty good job. Just making sure pizza's good. The Prince of Pizza? Yeah, the Prince of Pizza. Who? Where? Well, you know, it's the like the there's the Prince of Pants. There's the Prince of Pizza. Okay. There's princes for different. Are they things. all P positions? Um, there's the Prince of P as well. Who it's helps, Prince of P. Who will help you aim if you're like you're missing missing the toilet <laughs> okay. or something like that. Yeah. He'll just go like you know center. Just close one eye. Does he focus. aim with? Does he use his hand to help you aim? He doesn't. Or? No, he won't oh. touch you. Okay. He's a prince. Okay, just wondered. Wouldn't, wouldn't do I that. just wonder what the extent of his powers were. He just advises. Okay, he has an advisory position. That's right. Not an active position. No. Okay. You know this. I don't know this at all. This I is thought you all studied the me. Bible. <laughs> this is all in there. I obviously missed this part. Okay. I missed. You know what? It's true. I was away that week when we did the P. <laughs> the P's. The letter P. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that part of the Bible. You've got the same Bible I do, which goes by alphabetical. And it's alphabetical. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with that guy. And Aaron. Ends, Starts with Aaron. And ends with Zachariah. <laughs> ends with Zachariah. Is there a Zachariah in the Bible? I think so. That's a there very biblical be. sounding name. Yeah, I would I would agree with yeah. myself. You would agree with yourself? Sure. Glad someone will. I wish there was a Prince of Pizza. Complain to him about pizza. Just go. Yeah, Why would you complain about pizza? Uh, you know, it's hard to find good pizza. No? Yeah. Where's good pizza? Yeah, but you think... Uh, well, I like junky pizza, I guess. Cause that's I, the thing. I like Little Caesars and stuff that's like right. that. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the situation. I don't I don't like fancy pizza. I understand. I guess it's not, it's not appealing to me. I don't know why. Do you like making pizza? Um, do I like making pizza? That sounds like no. That really gotta sounds say, like no. You're still not answering, so I'm going to say, say no. I'm going to say no for as long as you don't answer. No, 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 You know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling a no coming on. I don't know why. When I was younger, speaking of 5 o'clock on Saturday, Pocket Night in Canada, we would then have we would have dinner. This is Canada. We are glad to see ya. We like hockey here and drinking beer. So come on right in. Um, We... We would have dinner in front of the television because hockey was on on Saturday. So we would um, we would have chili every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We would have chili, homemade we, chili, homemade chili on our TV trays in front of the television on Saturday nights. I wasn't a hockey fan as a kid because my dad always made it very unpleasant with his reactions to hockey games. That was why I didn't get into sports because my dad would like swear so loud. Yeah, yeah, I just, like, he, just get so damn mad. Yeah, like, met, what you got money bet, uh, bet on this? What's the matter? Negative and mad about Relax, games. Relax, crying exactly, out loud. Exactly. And so... You learn new swear words. But eventually, at one point, I don't know why it happened. My mom 
decided to drop the chili thing as something that we do. And we started to make pizzas. I thought, she, I thought you were saying you dropped the chili on him to make him shut up. Yeah, that's right. Whoops, sorry, Bob. Uh, no, uh, she dropped the chili as like a, a dinner, a regular dinner thing on Saturdays. And then we started to make our own little individual pizzas. Like she would buy these little, they weren't really pizza crusts, but they, they we were told they were pizza crusts. They, okay. They were like, more like pita. Yeah, and then we like put cheese That's and what stuff everyone on them did at that time. Something happened. Yeah, and everyone started making mini. Pizzas. I don't know. I don't know. Why I don't know why either. Yeah, but like weird. everyone just decided yeah. that was just like we're making mini pizzas this now. Chili, fuck off. <laughs> mini pizza, you're in. <laughs> what? What did I do wrong? Nothing. Chili, fuck off. Okay, Prince of Pizza. Yeah. All right, we need some mini pizzas here. That's what it was. Yeah. That's when the honorary position of Prince of Pizza came about. That's right. The Count of Chili. And then, and like, take a walk. Yeah, so my mom would, like, chop up green peppers, and we'd have pepperoni, which is never, never as good as you get the pepperoni get on a... Oh, not at all. I don't know where they... Why would they call it pepperoni? It doesn't even <coughs> taste like pepperoni. Well, here's the problem. What you got to do when you're making pepperoni is you got to, like, actually cook the pepperoni first, get it nice and crispy, oh. then put it on the pizza, and then you're double crisp. Oh, okay. It. But if you put it right on the pizza, eh, it never cooks enough. No. And it's like, mm, chewy, no good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't know that. You're a kid, and everyone's just being introduced <laughs> to pizza for the first time. Well, the yeah. fuck do we know? That's right. Probably putting ketchup on there for crying out loud. <laughs> Didn't go that far. But, okay. yeah, so, so we would make our own pizzas, and then we would watch... Hockey uh, in Canada eating our little mini pizzas that we made. Were you down with this mini pizza situation? Um, I missed the chili. <laughs> to be honest with you, I like chili better than mini pizzas. They're, they're okay. Maybe I thought it was a bit of a jip that suddenly my mom wasn't making dinner for us, so we were having to do ah. do it ourselves. There were some there were some meals that I mean, basically, actually, that's kind of unfair of me because most of the meals that I love are do it yourself meals, like tacos, tacos, hamburgers hot dogs those are all things i love and they're all things that you have to sort of make while you're sitting at the table because you get to choose your own condiments right as a kid you're not normally allowed to pick what you eat but Mm -hmm. those are i think those are the favorite foods because of that yeah because as a kid every kid is picky every kid's a picky eater Mm, okay do you don't think kids are picky eaters Uh, some are some aren't i wasn't i wasn't eve wasn't mary was Lisa's sort of picky, so yeah, I just depends on the person. I think okay. more than more than all kids, but yeah, because I would eat anything. You just put anything in front of me: broccoli, spinach, whatever. I just, I ate it all. Uh, yeah. sprouts. I still like all those things. I'm I'm less fond of spinach now that I've grown up. Would you ever have liver and onions? No, that's terrible. That is garbage. Garbage. That no never, person on earth should eat. We never had it because my dad hated it so much. That's good. You're lucky. Fair enough. You were lucky. I've tried. I mean, I think I've tried it twice, and I'm like, eh, it tastes like something. It's fine. It's what it is. Oh, really? It's no big deal. I cannot eat it. One time, texture wise or taste wise. Taste wise. Okay. Maybe it's a texture. I don't know. Uh, one time, my my brother was at the, our next door neighbors, and they were having liver and onions, which, by the way, smells great and misleads you entirely <laughs> on how it tastes. Yeah. So he smelt it, and he came home to my mom, and he's like, "Oh man, the so and sos are having." I know their name. I just don't want to tell the name. The so and sos are having are having liver and onions, and it smells great. My mom hated liver and onions. My dad loves it. Like my dad used to order it at White Spot when we go out for dinner. Yeah, you mentioned that off menu. It was on menu in those days. Oh, okay, it was actually on the menu. I think you mentioned that like later on he would order it off menu and they would still have it. No, yeah. I, I don't know about that. I okay. don't. I, I've heard from people that you can still order it off menu, that, right. so they always have it. But I don't know if he does still because that's not something my dad would do is order off menu. That would involve like being like. You know, sort of like asking a question of someone mm-hmm. that would put them out of, put them to trouble. All right. So that's a no-go. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. So, so, so my mom said, okay, well, I'll make some. I don't like it, but I'll make it. But if I make it, you have to eat it. And my brother's mm-hmm. like, well, of course, it's delicious. So I'm going to eat this stuff. It's going to be great. So my mom served this, cooked liver and onions, served at the table. And my dad was in hog heaven. He's just having liver and onions, just like 
as like a kid, one of his favorite meals, I guess, yeah. as a kid that his mom would make. I think it took me an hour and a half to eat, <laughs> eat my liver and onions. I would drench it in ketchup eventually. Like at first I tried it just the way it was. Yeah. With liver and, and I couldn't couldn't do it. And then I was eating it with ketchup and it would, you'd still taste it though. And it was just like the, the longest process in the world for me to eat it. And but I, you know, I was like, you know, I was like a dutiful son, and so I ate what was put in front of me, and I ate my entire thing of of liver and onions, and never again will I eat it. But saying that, for whenever we had stew as a family, my mom always had kidneys and kidney in the stew, like we had beef and kidney mm. with potatoes and carrots and celery, and I always ate that, and I was fine with it, huh. and I always ate it up until a little while ago. I I said to Lisa, "Hey, would you mind?" If you're buying some meat pies, buy some different ones. And maybe if they had steak and kidney, I, I'd like that. And she brought it home and then I was eating it. And I didn't like it at all. I think because I've not had it for so long yeah. that I've kind of lost a taste for it. But whereas when I was a kid, I, I was perfectly fine with it. Just because that's what we had. Steak, our, our stew was, you know, stew, meat, and kidney. Yeah. That's cheap filler. And that's why you have stew, because you want a cheap meal. It's a good standby. And so yeah, that was easy. But yeah, liver and onions, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. I don't know what it is. I just, I cannot... By the way, my brother, who wanted it so badly, did not eat hardly any of it. He just left the table soon after tasting it. He like, never nope, came back I'm to done. the house. Sorry, he moved he out. just moved out, yeah. He moved out at age of eight, at grade seven, eight, whatever the age that You is. just heard like an airplane take off like outside and like, where do you get that? And it was like, it's that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, he booked, Parts unknown. He didn't know. He was suspecting, so he booked an airplane and left. It was one I of believe those. in old-timey cartoons, liver and onions would always be something that people would like be revolted by. Yeah. But I think it was... And then they'd take some alum and make their mouths too small to eat it. <laughs> and then someone would give them a straw and they'd have to like, oh, no, now i got to do this. Yeah, obviously it was a very cheap meat. And, you know, like my, my dad grew up in a big family. They didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So my grandma had, she basically had nights that you got this kind of food. So there was macaroni night. There was liver night. There was fish night. There was yeah. roast beef night. That was Sunday. And then Monday after roast beef night, you got more roast beef. But you had it in some other way. And fish night wouldn't be a Friday. Yep. It would be a Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although they weren't Catholic. They were my grandpa was weirdly religious for a person that I never really heard reference God or any sort of religious thing in my my life, but he was against um contraception. And he he did Catholics. Those were his two religious tenets right <laughs> okay. there. So a dislike of Catholics or Dogans as he called them, which I guess are Irish Catholics. All right. And then uh was against uh, contraception. Huh. Which is why my dad had so many brothers and sisters. Okay. And why, when he had his nervous breakdown, there was a break in the generations of kids. So there was like my dad, his sister, and his two brothers, who were the older Dedricks. And then there was a break of like 10 years. And then there was another generation of of three more kids that came came later. Mm. And so the, the break was my grandpa's break with reality, I guess. And then when he came back home, then there was three more kids came about. And I guess my grandma, luckily for her, hit hit uh, whatever age you hit where you're not you're not making kids anymore. <laughs> and that was that. Or maybe they just stopped having having sex. Yeah, that's the other thing that can happen. Yeah, that's the other contraception. Yeah. The really effective one. The other contraception is having a husband who doesn't believe in contraception. It's like, Does believe what? in contraception, you mean? No, doesn't. And so uh, you don't want to have sex. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because you're tired of, tired of having kids. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so they had a big family, a big family for like Canada. I mean, you know what I mean? Like obviously there's places in the world where they have big families, you know, if Italian families that are big or whatever, 
But for like a wasp, like an Anglo-Saxon, you know, white United Church going family to have like one, two, three, four, seven kids. That's, that's mm-hmm. a pretty big family. Yeah. For for yeah, I think my mom. How is it? I think I think there was either seven or eight kids in her family. Mm-hmm. And that was a Catholic family. That's a Catholic family, yeah. of course. That, a, in the Maritimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different thing, right? Like it's kind of like that sketch and meaning of life where you've got the the protestant family where it's just the husband and the wife and this and they look across the street at this messy catholic family yeah. of just a big mess you know and, and uh yes the the difference being between the two is that one one could wear contraception and the other couldn't as if that was like their big big uh, difference as a oh, that's a good sketch actually if you bought the book of that movie you could read which you did of course i did you could read <laughs> the uh, martin luther uh, sketch that was also a part of it that wasn't included in the film. It was cut out of the movie. It was filmed because there's there's shots of it, like there's like pictures from it in the okay. book, as if it was going to be in the film. Like the book must have been put together before the film was finished. Is that part of a DVD as well? Maybe or I don't know. I don't have the DVD of uh, Meaning of Life. I don't know. So what was the what was the sketch about? I can't remember exactly now, but it was something to do with like contraception and 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 that seemed to be like the kind of the drive of that that whole bit of the, every sperm is sacred and whatnot. Yeah, having Martin Luther uh, nailing condoms to uh, <laughs> don't, don't, stores, don't think which was... would make them not work. So yeah, there, there lies the that, comedy. That's, there, that's the yes comedy. See, there surviving pythons. You can have that. <laughs> you can have that one. It'll be funnier than you are now. Oh, mm, sorry. Uh, John Cleese is still trying hard. Well, he's got to. He uh, had a very expensive divorce. How many did he have? How many marriages does he have? I think he was on his third or something like that. And yes, he's had many expensive divorces. And so he's trying to like earn money again to, to be comfortable. And I'm not joking. That's what he says. I was no, reading no, an interview I, with no, him. No, I got you. In the newspaper. Yeah. He wants enough money to buy a, a nice home in the Caribbean or something. That's his plan. You think? Yeah. I'm trying to think like, what do you think he made the most money on? Oh, Monty Python. Monty Python? Like he owns a good chunk yes, of Yes, they own Monty Python. Oh, they own it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was their most successful movie, would you say? Probably Life of Brian. For, hmm, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if... Um, it was a pretty, pretty a, bit, a bit of a cause celebre, so a lot of people went to see it. Even. Right. Holy Grail did quite well. It looks like it was cheaper than, uh, much cheaper than Life of Brian. It was cheaper. It was cheaper, but I don't think Life of Brian was super expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was paid for by George Harrison, like just him himself. Mm. He mortgaged his house to, to give the money to, to um, make that movie. That was the beginning of handmade movies. He probably made some good money off James Bond. Who? Uh, John Cleese. So oh, was... I'm sure he had like good roles and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just talking in terms of like long-term earning Fish over time. Fish Called Wanda did very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's a, what's a thing that he's done. Yeah, I guess it would be probably Python. That would be the thing that would pay off the most. Yeah. You know, I, I just mean, there's look... a reason they keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, not just leaving it lie where it should, which is in the past. Do the Pythons all get a cut of Spamalot? I guess they must. Yeah. Yes, I would think so. As creator, as co-creators yeah, of that, they wrote the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's done. That's done quite well mm. to the point where they're making a movie of Spamalot. Now, oh, really? Right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Which seems so strange to make a movie that, that, that happened with the producers as well, though. That was it. Movie. Movie. Okay. Because the producers was a movie. Yes. Then it became a Broadway musical. True. Then the musical became a movie. No, you're right. It's been done. Okay. <laughs> Point made. No, nope. I wasn't trying to like, ask an answer. I wasn't trying to. No, nope, I withdraw my question. I was not trying to. I don't even think I had a question, but I think I have to withdraw it. I was trying to think of what you could call that, but I couldn't think of anything that. Would... Yeah, I can't either. I have such an angry cat right now that just is uh, looking at me like I'm the biggest betrayer for not letting him out. 
that feels i feel this is the one negative to uh recording at uh, the house yeah is uh is uh, a cat shaming me your cat this. abuse that's been going on here yeah yeah i'm just i mean we're clearly talking and we're not talking to the cat sure well let me tell you about a little invention that was made exactly for this situation it's called a catapult mm. mm-hmm. tell me more oh i didn't like that joke <laughs> But that's just because cats don't like pun-based humor. They do not enjoy pun-based. No, humor. they like uh, they like uh, jokes where you play around with the subject matter more. Yeah, yeah. They don't like puns or pussyfooting around jokes. It's... Oh no! no. Well, you just got mad about. Yeah, that I got well. mad about that one as well. No, no, Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry about that. Sorry. Fair, fair enough, and 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 fair enough. Yeah. Um, speaking of pussyfooting around, um, <laughs> was I? No, me. Oh, um, I, uh, I, I, something uh, haven't brought brought up so far, but I guess I should. Oh, is that uh, is that uh, uh, my wife and I just came back from the doctor? Okay, and uh, uh, we we had a bit of a cancer scare okay. um, uh, that's been going on for about two two months, and uh, it's all good. It's all good. So today was the we we had a mammogram um, a couple of weeks ago. Okay, and uh, today we had the ultrasound to confirm things and 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 what have you and yeah just about like you know just before we saw you yeah uh we got we got the news that it was the all clear and uh i'm i'm having a hard time first of all i could not be happier that's just pure joy yes i feel like my world has gone from uh it's going back into widescreen where it has been a tight focus (laughs) yeah for like two months and i just want to apologize to our listeners for the last couple of episodes because i haven't been here i have not been here at all at all to anyone that I've talked to in the last month and a half to two months. Yeah, I've not been here. Is that right? No, I've been I've been a ghost. Huh. I have been uh, clicking a switch on and just uh, talking and doing things. Yeah, and functioning and uh, and I have not been here because well, it's uh, understandable. I've been so yeah, worried. It's, it's a big worry. It's been it's been so it's been so worried that it like triggers other worries where. You know, other health things that come up, you mm. know, you think like, well, this must be it too, or this must be that. And, you know, you attach things, everything just becomes this world of life and life and death and extremes. Yeah. And I... Is that, I a, is that a result of, you've talked about before, like magical thinking? Is that part, is that part of I the process of that? I think there's definitely part, part of that okay. because you've got no other connection that i think when there's nothing you can do but wait yeah anything will 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 come in and and, and, and yeah you know, your mind starts making connections yeah and... like i've got uh, i got acid reflux so you know um you know uh all of a sudden it's like oh well this must be you know uh cancer of the esophagus is what it might, oh, that's exactly what it must be and it, yeah or at least throat and it's like of course it isn't and i've recently had like a test um that uh, you know, uh, tests for that among other things, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, there was nothing, and just, uh, so I don't I don't have that. I'm I'm right now trying to deal with it um, by with the doing, acid reflux. Was, yeah, trying to deal with like making a, a low acid kind of diet and mm-hmm. what have you, and lose weight and do things. Good. Um, yeah, so that's that's a that's a good, but it's it's tough because it so ties in with all this feeling of mm. darkness. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. There's just. I think I think I think what happened is you know every time there's something good you feel that there's something bad around the corner and then if something bad pokes its head around the corner you feel justified and go like yeah that's the way it goes yeah yeah and so you start writing a story in your head though it's not that's not what it is that's not at all true but you've got to make a story out of it because mm. that's how you live yeah and and yeah so for the last as I say like two two months 
uh, I've just been gone. So if you, if so I do apologize very much to our listeners, um, uh, if, if you went like, he sounds a bit distant, there's a little something not there. And that's, uh, that's basically what it, what it is. Hmm. We, we've told, we told some people, we didn't tell other people. Didn't tell me. Uh, we did tell you. <laughs> and, uh, it's tough too. Cause you tell, you tell people and, uh, you get, you get the two stories always, yeah. and uh, and I don't want the second story from people ever. Oh um, uh, no, no, you know, because yeah. the first story is always going to be ah, it's fine, don't worry about it, and the second story is, but of course there was this one time mm-hmm. I know, and even our doctor, uh, when I when we were talking to him, yeah, and and he was, uh, you know, I asked him, could I have the don't panic speech? And he went, okay, I'm going to give it to you. But I have seen horror stories. Oh. And I wanted to, and, and I wanted to say to him, so have I. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to actually say, so have I, motherfucker. So have I. <laughs> you know? It's not I'm the ta- time. This no. is not the time for that. You know, I it's saw, never the time for that, I to be honest my, with you. I saw my dad mm-hmm. die of cancer. Yeah. Like, I saw what esophageal cancer did to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I spent, you know, the, the, the last weeks with a friend of mine who had brain cancer in, uh, you know, in, I don't even know what you call the ward in the hospital where, but it was with a palliative care, palliative yeah. care ward. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I got to meet like a lot of people who had cancer and were in the last stages. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you, like, I, I, you know, of course I, so I've seen this. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I yeah. get it. Everyone gets it, and everyone wants to tell you the first story, and then they they've got the second one loaded up, and they really want to just like they, it's even if they're the yeah. kindest kindest heart, they're gonna like they're gonna say go, but you know, you know, you got to be careful because blah blah blah, and they want to because it's interesting, and you don't want to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what I've what one of the things I said to Pia like weeks ago was I. I'm just so craving being boring. I want a boring fucking life right now. I just, I've, I'm so aching to be bored. Hmm. And I haven't been, and, and to not have that constant worry floating yeah, yeah, overhead. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, everything that we had that was to the, to the positive, you know, helped things along. But it wasn't until, you know, today that she, she came out when I'm in the waiter, waiting room and I'm like, knocking on wood like crazy <laughs> yeah yeah like i have to actually find a piece of wood and knock on it and i'm praying as hard as i can though i'm not normally a praying person speaking of prayers for asking for something <laughs> um and uh and she she comes to the door and she gives me the thumbs up <laughs> yeah that's a good moment yeah it's one of the best moments of my damn life <laughs> and and i'm trying to process it still yeah and i don't know if i'll be able to for a while and i'm sure we, we talked about it afterwards and said how you know uh you forget about it while it's going you're going through it for you think you forget about it and then it comes up yeah and then it comes up hard yeah and uh and i think we're still going to have the aftershocks of this Mm -hmm. but of course it's you know we're very we're very blessed with this and and thanks to you and thanks to other friends of ours who have been there for us and helped us through this and uh and and yeah it's 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 good to be on the other side of this and uh love to everyone out there who might be going through this yeah or something similar to mm-hmm. this and uh and yeah and again it feels weird with with this podcast because this podcast i always said when we started it uh i always want to be able to tell the truth on it mm-hmm. and this wasn't a truth to be shared till now yeah and so yeah i feel like i've been keeping stuff from people and so i apologize for keeping stuff from people this is why i think you understand i don't think anyone's 
getting mad at me for this, but that's what's that's what's been going on, and we're very very blessed and very very happy right now. So that's that's where we're at. Good. Well, yes, of course, I'm ecstatic as well. It's such good news. Thanks. You're not going to bore us with one of your cancer fucking stories. Well, you know, I'm a cancer bore. Oh God! <laughs> Why did I open this door? <laughs> All right, go on. What I had. Oh boy. No, I was actually going to bring up uh, pregnancy, actually, because I think it's much more common with pregnancy, pregnancy, that when you tell someone, when not me, but of course, when Lisa told someone that she was pregnant, mm-hmm. the first thing they said was, oh, my God, my sister, 48 hours labor, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what? Here's the thing. 48 hours, six hours, it fucking sucks. You know, what you should say to people is, my sister had was pregnant she has a beautiful baby <laughs> that was that's nice or she has yeah. a great teenage boy who's a wonderful person and nowadays Let's, you're immediately going to go to the internet as well and you're going to see the worst thing yeah possible. I, i'm not a i'm not an internet person that way that's great but I'm dr a, google is something you turn to sometimes <laughs> yeah, yes. you will check like what's the average length of uh oh boy that is not a good penis size no the, <laughs> the length of <laughs> Thinking that delivery, that average length of delivery. Well, I'm sure I've told the story, but I'll tell it again just just sure. for just for the fun of it. But as you know, when when Lisa was pregnant, I was working on the fishing boat, so I missed a lot of her being pregnant. The and the like final final trimester right. of of pregnancy, I was gone. I was at sea. Uh, not that before that I wasn't at sea, but this was <laughs> literally at sea. And but when I came, I was able to come home during during it and. And then they sp- sprang on us, and the district nurse came, and they bring this videotape, <laughs> and you have to watch this videotape of pregnancies, and they are all horrible <laughs> to watch because as much as as much as birth is a beautiful thing, it's VHS, so it's bad every, quality. It's you bad. Want, if you have laser discs, oh man, maybe it would have been better in HD. Uh, as much as you know, I know we don't. Uh, birth is a miracle. It's amazing. I know women. You know, men have been shown how much it hurts and it's all terrible it's not fun to watch and there's no point in showing someone what a disastrous nightmare it's going to be you're going to find out like no one i don't know i don't see the point of that it's like there's a reason that you forget it like apparently they say that yeah yeah you do i mean there's two guys talking about pregnancy yeah but But like they say you forget the pain well (laughs) you reason you know that people forget the pain is they (laughs) they have more than one kid like, if you never forgot the pain, that would be it. Your husband would be, like, coming on to you, and you'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> this is it. We're done. Like, I, I already went through this. I don't need you crawling all over me, you ape. No, you don't. You forget about it. You're like, oh, this is, you know, this is so great having this beautiful baby. Let's make another one, because they're so wonderful to have. And so then you make another one, and then you're like, you fucking <laughs> big ape. Why are you crawling all over me? So, yeah, it's just, you know, that's just the nature of, of how it works. But yeah, you know, it's just I don't I don't see the point of giving people like the worst news yeah. before you get Keep before, that story to yourself. You're not even there. Like we're not at worst news yeah. point yet, you know, like like yeah, it's it's not a pretty thing pregnancy like giving birth. Like like, you know, I can understand why men are jerks and like made it so they just had to like pace in a room and smoke. Was that the first time that you'd uh, seen a video of that? Yeah. I saw one when I was I think 8. And it was on PBS, and my parents went, "Hey kids, you gotta come in the room. You gotta watch <laughs> okay. this. You gotta watch this." Because they right. those kind of, in a way, they were those kind of parents. Sometimes we're yeah. like, "We gotta." The, the book says we should show them. Sure, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm watching, and it's you know, it's a POV shot. It's like right down the barrel of the gun, 
and uh, and then a head comes out, and you're like, whoa, and there's a little <laughs> bit of blood, and like, whoa, and there's a bit of this, and like, whoa, and then yeah. the baby gets born, and uh, I don't know if I was ready to handle that. That was mm. that was something. Okay, so this Maybe is more show than... me an animal first. Maybe show me a horse <laughs> being born first. Yeah, that seems Let's... like where it just slides out. Yeah, maybe like a gorilla. Yeah. And then now we're gonna work our way up to person. Let's yeah. uh, see some puppies. Sure. Number one. I'd love to see some puppies being born. <laughs> but see this video is more than that. It's not just the birth with the baby coming out. Yeah. It's like the labor and the woman like oh. being held by people and she's screaming and they're you know they're of course their tummy's big and then they they get like a they get like this kind of a line like a i don't want to call it a rash like a like a it's like a birthmark that goes up while they're giving birth they have yeah. this mark that grows up their belly yeah and so it's just all this information that you're like that you never had to process before and you're like looking at it and you're just like this is a horror show why are we watching this like you know yes when lisa was giving birth to mary and mary didn't want to come out and she was in pain, and I was rubbing her back and getting her ice water yeah. and holding her hands and literally falling asleep while I was standing there while she was in terrible pain. Yeah, that was just a nightmare. But I would never tell anyone that if they told me they were pregnant. I'd be like, you're going to love it. When you have this baby, it's going to be so wonderful. Like yeah. It's going to be so wonderful. So it's going to be life-changing. Let me just warn you right now. Get used to that. Your life's going to be over as you know it. Yeah. But it's going to be wonderful, and you're going to miss every moment that, that when it's gone. It's an upgrade, yeah. It's just a wonderful thing, and you can't. And you, but before that, it is a bit of a thing. There's a bit of a punch in the nose, but there's no need to tell you that. You know, like I can see, like driving a car. That maybe you want to give people some like warning things about, you know, car accidents and how horrible they are and stuff like that, because that's a possibility of driving a car, and you can avoid it. Problems during pregnancy you can't avoid. If they happen, that's just it. There's no way of avoiding them. Yeah. So you're gonna have to deal with them, but there's no need to put it into people's heads that that's what's going to happen do you think sorry on a on a side note sure not to, to take away yeah when when we got shown those movies the blood on the highway type movies yeah um about uh making driving errors um do you think those help people not to drive badly nope, nope not neither at all. do i no nope, i don't what, think that i think that's way too extreme. you can't scare people like that in fact yeah. like I, there's a guy I went to elementary school with him, and I went to junior high school with him, and I went to senior high school with him. And the day after graduation, he drove his car into a telephone pole because he was driving too fast in North Delta, and he died. And he saw those movies. But you know what's fun to do when you have a car that's powerful? To drive fast. That's fun. And unfortunately, one of the costs of that fun is the danger of it. And he paid the ultimate price of that dangerous. Yeah. Lots of people have car accidents and walk away from them, and he didn't. It's really sad. But he saw that video or that movie the same as we did. And I, it's too, you know what? It's hard to imagine the world without you, especially when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't have the mental capacity yet to, to imagine a world where you aren't the center of it. And so the idea of you dying is really something that you don't think about. That's why you jump off of the roof of your parents' house into their back, into their pool in the backyard from a two-story house surrounded by cement. You jump into that little pool because you don't think you can die. You think you're going to be just fine. That's why you swim around in that pool with a pool cover over it, with a blindfold on, playing tag, because you can't die. The world, there's no way the world could exist without you. And so it takes you a long time. It takes it takes some uh, mental maturity for you to reach that point in your life where you can see, you can understand the ramifications of those sort of that sort of behavior. And usually that comes when you're no longer able to do it, so it's okay. It's okay. You're not going to miss it now because, you know, you got a sore leg, you got a sore knee, and you don't need to jump off roofs anymore. 
and driving fast, you got kids in the back of the car, you're not going to drive fast. So again, I, again, I don't have kids. Like one of the things that I would think would drive me crazy is the idea of like thinking how many times I almost died doing something dumb as a kid mm. and thinking, well, here comes my kids and they're yeah. going to do, they're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. There's nothing there's you can nothing do about you it, though. Yeah, nothing you can right. do the, about it. That's the real. You have to. Hands up. You gotta let. You don't throw your hands up. You just open them up because you're just letting them go. Oh. <laughs> you have to let them ah, go. It's true. Ah, nice. <laughs> it's well true, done. though. It's true. Don't and, throw your hands up. Open them up. Yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. There's just, been a lot. Listen. Because I don't think you should despair. And no, throwing your hands up in the air is despairing. I'm gonna say you and I are not drug users. No. You know. I've occasionally in the past, you've never nope. at all. Today on the show, yeah. we have really sounded like we were high. <laughs> Is that right? We just went on about cartoons <laughs> for so long. And talked about pizza? Duck and pizza and the yeah. Prince of Pizza, mm. all these kind of things. And then you end with something that's like, you know, really like deep. And it's like, hey, man, mm. yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah, you know what? What we're saying is you don't need drugs to have a good time. Or a mediocre podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing about, when you think about through your life and you think, oh, the times that I always put myself in danger and stuff like that, what's even more like sort of mind-blowing, I think, to think about is the times when you were in danger and you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. When you didn't see that car that went right behind you, how close it was. Oh, or yeah, when you yeah. went through an intersection in your car and a car went, ran the red light just after you'd cleared it or whatever. Like, well, when you watch those videos online, all these oblivious people mm-hmm. that almost get hit by something. Yeah, just yeah. Like, that must happen a lot. Yeah. That was just on video. Yeah, yeah. Like, this must have happened to you a couple of times mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have no idea. Or you have no idea when the person you're with was like thinking dark thoughts that maybe you were in danger and you didn't know. Or yeah. You yeah. said something to someone and you don't know how close you were to like there was trouble there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, they say nice. that you would uh, you'd, you'd go nuts if you found out the amount of times you almost died or almost had sex. Mm. You were so close. Wow. You were so the close. sex one would really get me. Yeah, that would just be. No, I'm just joking. I know, I know many times. times you almost had liver and onions. <laughs> you were so close. You didn't know. It was coming. They almost made liver and onions, and they didn't. They made spaghetti that night. Oh, my gosh. So is that before you're married? What's that? Having sex. Oh, I thought you meant liver and onions. No, no, no. Yeah, before before you're married, it's liver and onions. <laughs> it feels like liver and onions after you're married. It's all about hot dogs. You would still want to know how many times people would want to have sex with you, even after you're married. But you would want to like just have that on a list to just look at the list and just go, hmm. nice to know. Not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Good to know. I guess. It's probably better not to know. Would you want to know when you're going to die? No. No, me neither. But I think, I think there's some people who would choose that. I think they would regret it. But I think there's people who would choose that nosy people but then by knowing that do you change that can you change that i don't think so it's time a lock circle who's showing you this information i know like that there's a person that has that information changes the world so much yeah yeah that yeah i mean but we but because we know we're going to die we do change the world so much right it's i think it's the knowledge of our demise that drives a lot of what people do and yet we're all uh we're all immortal as far as we know as far as we know but we also know that we also want to leave them. We also react to the that fear, I think, in ways that we don't. We don't even. We can't because it's so in us. We can't. We don't really. You know, it'd be kind of like, be kind of like knowing your skin is on you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it'd be like if we were constantly aware of of death, like our imminent demise. Yeah. It would be like walking around always feeling your skin, but we don't because we have it on us. It's this. It's yep. that's part of us. And you got other stuff to do. And so we just sort of take it into us and it, and we just carry it with us always. 
but we don't we don't always think about it. Sometimes at night you might have like those sort of night horrors where you're just thinking about like you gone, you know, like entirely not the world. You just gone from the world. Yep. It's just a weird feeling yeah, to think of it. Chill. It sure does. And so they call it night horrors. And, uh, and then you ask the uh, old hat goose sitting on your chest, you ever get this? And she goes, Oh, no, she's sitting on my chest. She's at the end of the bed. Oh, she at the end of the, the, end bed? Of the bed? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've who's never, sitting on your chest? I never had Oh, the, my God. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I never had the old hag dream. Okay, good. My then gosh. why do you say she's at the end of the bed? Because that's that's the dream. It's not on your chest. It's at the end of the bed. I thought it was on your chest, which is why you can't get up, which is why you got the sleep paralysis. No, you're you see her standing at the end of the bed, and you're so terrified that you can't move. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's how it works. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's. Yeah. All right. Slightly better. But... You know what, though? She's got a shit job too. She's got to stand <laughs> at the end of a bed and just like yeah. stare at a person. Yeah. Who doesn't move? Well, that's exciting. You're an old hag. First. Uh... <laughs> Is this the is this the the life you thought well, you'd have? That's not the life that she thought she had. But at this point in her life, it's the only job she can get. You know, you know she I, just I, doesn't have the physicality to do. Well, she can other break kind of into your house first of all, so she to, could just steal some shit. Got carpal leave. tunnel syndrome. She can't carry stuff. Huh. She's too old. Her knees, her knees are it's no good. It's a real shame because like she can paralyze you, so she could take any of your things. She could, but she can't carry them. Even a laptop, because like nope. clearly you've got a laptop in the room, right? Why would you have a do you have a laptop in your bedroom? Well, all right, you got one around you, right? But you're paralyzed. Like, you got a laptop. She can carry a laptop. I have my e-reader nearby. Oh, there you go. She gets always her falls on the floor while I'm trying That's to... That's great. She gets your e-reader. She goes and she, yeah. like, pawns that. And she goes to the pawn shop. Uh, she paralyzes that guy. She just takes the money. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know I who guess. hires the hags. Yeah. I don't know if guys can be hags. Yeah. I think that's a that's a real mm. issue. And if you... you I know who suit. hires them. Who's that? A haggler. We both not... See again, and we're stone cold sober. <laughs> you never know. You would never know. You'd never know. I have been watching some very adorable uh, hummingbirds flying behind your head. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I love humming hummingbirds. We don't often get them where out our way, our way. Do you get eagles? We do get eagles. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but not once again, not in our area because we're in a high. We're in like a we're on a we're in a high highlands area. And eagles tend to prefer it in the lowlands because they want to be near water. Yes. So um, that's where they get their food. They like it in valleys, so they'll you'll find them most most commonly around. Yeah, about uh, four blocks from my place here, there's a there's a fishing lake. Okay, it's uh, I think man made. Yeah, and uh, there's some herons that are around there, so occasionally sure. you see those flying. Yeah, those yeah. Are that's cool. Yeah. We I got like good herons. birds, is what we're saying. Like, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like herons. Quality, quality herons. Yeah, we have we get herons too. Like my um, brother, brother-in-law, and my father-in-law live in the same house. My father lives in the basement, Sweden. My brother-in-law and his and sister, my sister-in-law live in the upper story, and they have a goldfish pond in the backyard mm. that is constantly being pilfered by heron. Of course, it would be. So they really like it. But it drives my my father-in-law insane, and so he's got this. What once was like this beautiful little pond in the backyard with with koi and stuff in it is now this network of fishing line all over the place and netting <laughs> and pieces of wood all set up to try and prevent the birds from from being able to eat the fish. And I can understand. No, it doesn't. It doesn't no, work it at does. all because no, they're the birds sm- get it. they're smart. Yeah, the birds are smart. And the fish are smart too. Like the fish know how to hide from them. Yeah. So you just have to make like hiding places for the fish, and then they'll be okay. That's exactly. It. If you don't make hiding fish places, fish have been doing this shit for years. Yes. They, they get it. They, they, they don't know. need you putting a force field up there. It's not going to work. The They're, bird will yeah. figure out a way through the force field. That's right. And it'll be yeah, it'll be all ridiculous. The fish aren't coy about it. They know exactly what they're doing. Zaboo. Oh. Here's here's a question I have for like maybe our question of the week. Um, okay. 
which is uh, what is uh, something you've got in your neck of the woods animal-wise that's kind of interesting oh. that maybe isn't around yeah, other yeah. places? Yeah, I'm, I have nothing to say because everything around our place is boring, I think. Is that, well, I mean, you, said, know about you it. said eagles, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, that's not, you know, not a lot of people have eagles around yeah. there, there, there. We live in a de- very fairly developed area, so most of the animals have moved on. We do get wildcat every once in a while. Okay. And we did have a, we yeah, we had a, a wildcat going around and attacking cattle mm. for a little bit there. And we do occasionally get bears, but the bears are very, pro- like, don't go, they don't go around very people. Proud. Very private. They don't. They just stick in the green belt and they just wander that way. They they don't wander where people are. I like the idea of private bears. Uh, yeah, it's because you know you it have sounds bears. Sounds like a sitcom from the sixties. Where where my brother brother lives, they have like public bears. Mm. Like they have bears that will like go through and knock over your fence, or they'll root through your garbage if you're if you're silly enough to put food in a place where they can get it. They'll scratch their back on your door, which happened to my brother. The bear scratched the back on his door. And so there he was with a bear outside his house, pushing on his door. And he could see the door swell, like pushing in, like swelling into the house. And he's like, oh, this is not good. But yeah, there's bear there because we decided it'd be a great idea to build houses where bears, bear in bear habitat. You had a build-a-bear situation. That's exactly right. Very nice. Um, so uh, I guess I should go to some of our letters from, from last week. Oh, yeah. So can, I read, can I read Lisa's? You sure can. Please do. I think that was the first one we got. Or maybe it was, maybe it was Louise. Was it Louise or... Uh, I can't remember who she wrote to us. Did Louise write to us? No, about, she did not. No, she must have. Because no, it was about she college. Did she didn't write about college? I do not see one here underneath uh, our thing. Are you sure? All right. We'll take a, take a look. Go to our page and, and take a look. And then edit this out because this is dull. <laughs> this is dull. Dull. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking through my... Uh, I, I will edit this out. Huh. Okay, well, anyone who's in front of, of Lisa in this thing, you read, you can read that, and then just okay. let me know when Lisa comes up in that. All right. Case. First uh, first of all, we got a message from Dylan. Now, our questions uh, last week were, uh, should churches divest themselves of their treasures and give you give the money to the poor? Uh, I apparently came out in favor of destroying all art. <laughs> I don't know. And the sub-question was, what is your best and or worst mo- memory of college? So uh, our friend uh, Dylan wrote us and said, uh, should churches have large profits? Spelled, you know, profits, P-H-A-E-T, probably. It's good good stuff. Uh, Interesting (laughs) discussion, actually. Usually Dave is happy to be uh, iconoclastic, uh, but apparently not an actual iconoclast. I certainly come down on the side of using funds to do good works, but my feeling is that uh, most organized religions tend to disregard the inconvenient teachings of their founder anyway, uh, for ye have the poor always with you, is a good excuse for never doing anything. But having uh, the art available to the public is good, too. Maybe we could, I don't know, get churches to pay taxes as a workaround. And sorry for the dad joke. No need for saying sorry for dad jokes. It's fine. It's Half of fine. our uh, podcast is dads. Just want um, to point out, yeah, once again, that it's a urban myth that churches don't pay taxes. Very good. Uh, Chris Lewis says, hey, gents. First off, I'd like to say you both are great. Aw. And I know Dave often says he appreciates opposing views. He says that, and then, oh boy. Um, but, Dave, I have to say in my opinion, you cherry-picked around the exact points Ian was trying to make, i.e. church versus money, 2019. In the simplest terms, <laughs> Ian was laying out a very low level 
hypothetical, which was, if a person or persons are in need of aid, given the option, should the church divest itself of its wealth, money, art, etc.? The humanitarian answer was yes, and I was frankly surprised to hear, I don't think art should be destroyed. <laughs> we were talking about Art Kearney. No, <laughs> That's um, right. I have no qualms uh, with a good debate. Uh, but at the end of the day, what's right? Church has money, its members potentially starving. And now to regain myself and Dave's books. Thank you so much for introducing me to Marmalade's I See the Rain as a classic rock fan. I can't believe I never heard this. Was this on your other podcast? No, I believe that was one of our top fives. Oh, very good. Because uh, uh, it was about rain. And I chose rain songs and I chose one of them was Marmalade's. Very nice. So we, good, this is a very good song. To a letter by Lisa, and I, I heard you would like to read this one. Okay, <laughs> I do. I just want to read the first part of it because it's the best okay. part of and it. And please do an impression of her. Mm-hmm. Best memory of college meeting Dave. Okay, I'm done. Uh, no, that was her. That's that's true. My best memory of college meeting Lisa, of course. My Aww. gosh, my I always like to say that she made she improved my life. You know, she made my life so much better just just by my meeting her. It was so great. I, yes, I agree with the same thing with Pia. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like dogpile on, but especially today, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you meet this person who's, who like, I know it's sort of corny to say they complete you, but they... They do. When you meet them, yeah, they yeah. make you a better person. And they expand your world to a point yeah. where they, f- they give space to, uh, they make space. Yeah. Whereas you didn't think there was space. You thought, there's this much space in the world. Yeah. Nope, there's this much space <laughs> yeah, in the world. Exactly. And then they fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa's worst memory of college is pretty complicated, so sit right back and you'll hear a tale. At our particular college, they conducted all history classes in just one way. No tests, no assignments, you just wrote one paper and did an oral presentation on it and did an oral rebuttal of someone else's paper. As an extremely shy person, I avoided this class for as long as I could, but needed it in order to get to the next step, which was a degree-granting university. The class was Canadian history, Knowing that I would be extremely nervous and would fret all semester, I decided to bite the bullet and sign up to do my big essay first in the class. Unfortunately, others had taken similar classes in this department and knew the drill. As the first, as the first to go newbie, I did not. So, although I had researched and written my essay well, when I stood up to present, I didn't realize that the prof wanted it paraphrased. I was not prepared for that, and then ended up stumbling and stammering through the whole thing. My topic was the Canadian Pacific Railroad, which I had always been taught was the thing that united Canada as a nation. Mm. It turns out there were a lot of people from the, from the prairies in my class, and many of them hate the CPR. So not only did I do a poor presentation, I was attacked for the viewpoint I had offered, which I thought was the only viewpoint. I think I'm still traumatized by the entire experience. Obviously, I didn't get a great mark on my presentation, and I got a lower mark than I usually received on my essay in the C range. The person whose paper I was to do the rebuttal on signed up for near the end of the semester, and while I sweated and fretted, she delayed and postponed until the last possible day. She had chosen to write on the asbestos strike, which was the first public action taken by Pierre Trudeau prior to him later becoming our Prime Minister. As we walked in the classroom about to do this presentation, the girl turns to me and asks, what were they mining at this place? I looked at her in disbelief. Asbestos? (laughs) It was right in the title. Obviously, she hadn't researched this too well. Another low mark was the result. And to add insult to injury, a friend I was taking the class with, a friend who was falling off the school wagon and had pretty much quit doing all his assignments, 
So silly me, I wrote his essay, which he then put his name on and handed in. The teacher handed it back later with an A, and the comment that it was extremely well written, with a unique viewpoint. Then the teacher went on to ask him on a date. Lol. Me? I barely passed. But you met Dave, so that's good. So it all balances out. And I wasn't the friend who was falling off the school wagon. Not that I didn't occasionally fall off the school wagon. Good to know. We weren't suspecting, but... Uh, Edward uh, Dragansky writes, I went to a junior college for three years before I left my university, and one of the classes I took was logic. The professor, Harvey Solganak, was a likable old... Oh, him. Yeah, you know, old Solganak. Uh, was a likable old hippie kind of guy yeah. who still wore Nehru jackets and running shoes and we a them, t-shirt. We called him Old Soggy. <laughs> From a local marathon. Uh, Harvey's assistant was a math teacher named Mike Wynn, who was uh, heavily bearded and built like those He-Man figures. He could probably break you like a toothpick. Do you think this is going to be the best story or the worst story? <laughs> Could be a sexy story. Could well, go, well, maybe it's both. Maybe it's worse than Sometime days. during the semester, I drew a sketch of these two guys in my sketchbook I always had on me. We were learning truth uh, tables, and I had drawn Harvey and Mike speaking in truth tables to one another with Harvey saying, Hey, Mike, uh, you're just so profound. My, my friend who uh, worked for the college paper saw the cartoon. Her suggestion was to print it in the paper. I asked uh, oh, her to get their permission first. Uh, what I didn't know was she only got Harvey's permission, not Mike's. Uh, I guess she didn't think it mattered since she was just uh, assisting with the class. Uh, he was just assisting with the class. Uh, the day the paper was published, uh, there was one on every uh, desk in the logic class, and Mike was furious. The class was devoted to whether it was unethical uh, of me to draw that cartoon or was it a form of flattery. Mike wanted to sue me. Oh, my gosh. And pointed out that even the truth table in the cartoon was incorrect. He kept saying that I was mocking the world of ideas and feared that if the paper found its way off camera, it would make a mockery of the logic department. Off campus, you mean? Off campus. Oh, sorry. What did I say? You said off camera. Off camera? <laughs> that makes less logic sense. <laughs> Where's was, your logic table? This was all a bit dramatic since yeah. uh, there wasn't really a logic department. Ooh, what a twist. Uh, it also didn't help matters when my friend spoke up and said, logic department, this isn't even a real college. Get over it. Wow. <laughs> also, we all died 20 years ago. <laughs> We're just ghosts floating down the hall. My friend Rod Serling. Uh, even though uh, half of the class defended me and the other class, uh, the other side condemned me, one classmate named Colin Kringle, who went on to become Santa Claus, uh, <laughs> didn't even know what was going on anyway. He looked like Tommy Chong and spent all of his time writing a book about mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't uh, You're dating really, yourself, Ed. really my finest hour. Uh, it only lasted an hour nonetheless. A week later, Mike handed out his own cartoon, drawn by a student he had employed himself, depicting me and my friend drawing my original cartoon, so basically a cartoon within a cartoon. <laughs> Mike hoped this would elicit some sort of angered response in me, but I just laughed it off saying, geez, Mike, I hope you didn't pay someone to draw this. I think I got a C in his class. So illogical. <laughs> That's great. Twists and turns. That's fun. Another one from Edward. Growing up uh, Catholic, I did see a tremendous amount of good coming out of the church. Uh, whether it was uh, monetary or any other form of outpouring support, I believe that my church successfully did its best to help the community. When it comes to the church at large, I think it would be in the best interest to unselfishly give to those less fortunate. If it means selling works of priceless art, uh, by all means do that. I do not believe it should go to private collectors, though, since I am an avid museum patron. I think that all art should find its way to inspire others and be shared for all. 
I want your, uh, if you want your mind blown, oh, I do, about today's world of high-priced, uh, of the high-priced world of the art market, I suggest you watch the HBO documentary The Price of Everything. You won't believe the amount of cutthroat greed that goes on between art collectors. What's even worse is how unbalanced the market is to the working artist. The documentary will astonish you and anger you. And if you want a link to that, uh, go to sneakydragon.com to that, uh, our last episode and... Uh, there's a link underneath there. Check on that. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Thanks, that was, Ed. That sounds interesting. So, uh, so yeah. And by the way, speaking of uh, the Sneaky Dragon page, if you do want to contact us, that is a darn good way to do it. SneakyDragon.com. Every one of our episodes has a message board. You can you can add your uh, your two bits underneath there, yep. or you can pay us two bits on our Patreon, <laughs> and then we'll make money. That's nice. That'll too. also be good. Yeah, that's nice. If you want to write to us by email, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We're at sneaky uh, underscore dragon on Twitter. We are sneakydragon.tumblr.com on Tumblr. And that's uh, the ways. Or, as we said, come to see us in person, I believe, on the 18th and 19th of May uh, at uh, VanCaf, Vancouver Comics Arts Festival, at the Roundhouse in Vancouver. It's free for yes. crying out loud. And say hi to the third dragon, Nina Matsumoto. Yeah, please do. And don't be intimidated by Ian. Mine and Ian's handsomeness, we are very approachable. That's right. We will have our handsome mustaches on. <laughs> that just adds to the handsomeness. Does it? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to this uh, show before we wrap it up with a bow? I just want to say, hooray for Pia. Hooray for Pia. <laughs> Yay. And I love you very, very much. Bye. Also, you the you guys as well. But I'm always talking to my wife. But you can take some love, too. Take some love. You take some. All right, now I'm going to give the rest to my wife. Bye. with dignity mm-hmm. the canadian way always dignity <laughs> all right so anytime you want to